solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. This is Potter Watch Radio Hour. And I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Midnight's 3 a.m. edition. 3 a.m. edition. Also, East Coast edition, bitches. I'm back. <laughs> We're together. Can't you hear that beautiful qual? We'll always be together. Rama, lama, lama. Ding, 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 dong. Dun. I added that. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, some inspiration, some tonal inspiration. As you all know, this this day would finally come. Is it us if we don't review a new Taylor Swift album? I personally feel we should now do with Taylor what we've done, what we're doing with. But like, I listened to Lover the other day. I don't like it. I the first Taylor Swift album I listened to in full was Folklore. Like I. I didn't even, whatever you just said, I don't know if that's a song, if that's an album. It is a song and an album. It's the one that comes before Folklore. Yeah. And a I lot thought of that was people, like Red or a something. A lot of people love that one. Red is the one before Lover. Um, I'm yeah. like kind of a Swifty, but not really. Because I'm like a, I'm what you call a bandwagon Swifty. Right. I came on during Folklore, and I believe she's like a fine wine, getting better with age. This is how I put it to my coworker who asked me this very question. She said, so are you a Swifty? Because I said, are you listening to the new T. Swift album? Mm-hmm. And I said, if you're a fan of Taylor Swift, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan, but if you're, if you don't like Taylor Swift, then you would think of me as a fan mm-hmm. because I do now know like music. Yes. Yes. And um, I can jam to like the first album. Like I know a couple of the songs from that one, mostly the one where I'm on the bleachers. On my... You're in the, yeah, I like that song. I had now I have to say technically that is the first full album of Taylor Swift that I've listened to. Cause I owned that album. Um, wow, a lot's coming out right now. Yeah, but I, so I didn't, I have to say, like it when she switched to pop, like when she first started doing pop over It was like a betrayal? No, it just like, me. I didn't find it as musically interesting, like her stuff. Yeah, I like a little bit more... (laughs) folk folk and her stuff i think it really suits her voice too i like it more stripped down like when she does like the i'm angry and singing like i don't think it works right i also just like feels like a presentation i liked her i liked her fun lyrics when she was like i'm a teen girl i feel like we're getting some of that well right exactly we really have brought it back here so i feel like this is a happy medium between red and folklore sure because I, I had a divine inspiration the other day since I loved this album so much that I was going to... <laughs> you just dipped into an I act. don't know where I went. I don't know. I something. just, like, lived this. I don't know why. <laughs> like, something... I think I was swallowing at the time that I said that word. But, um... <laughs> just got a little country, that's all. That was weird. I, I was... I, um, Sorry country, to call it country, out, but I was like, we just... No, like, it's country. okay. Country Taylor took me over. <laughs> She was like, you want those teardrops? Yeah, they're here. They're on my guitar. Yeah. Um, uh, 
But uh, also, she's from Pennsylvania. Let's just be clear. Yeah, she's right next door. Yeah. Although, honestly, there's some real we're from cunt, the eastern shore, real so you know parts of Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drove through them just recently. Yeah. Trump City. Anyway. Tomorrow is election day for those of you not recording with us right now. <laughs> um, but I um, uh, I had this divine inspiration that I was going to do a YouTube video that was like. I listen to every Taylor Swift album and you don't have to. And it was going to be like the perspective of someone who just liked folklore listening to all the past ones. But then I decided not to make the video because I listened to all of Lover and I didn't like it. So Oof. that all the Swifties are going to yell at me. Although maybe if you like get to it by going from the, eh, like you would maybe have a different appreciation for it. Right. That's true. Like if you've listened to all the other ones coming before it. And I will say red's album a lot of those songs were being played on the radio and i like the songs from that album so that i can say worked for me um anyway quick sidebar yeah i just said election day this is like our six year podcast anniversary i today well we had our first meeting on election day 2016 if we all remember that time don't you remember sitting in that weird bar where they had trump the trump bar oh wow what a what a terrible blast from the past it's amazing that we have survived cheers to it was like curse cheers to (laughs) we single-handedly put trump in office that was us and took him out yeah, that was also us. Don't listen to what that documentary on Hulu tells you. Tells you it's not that John Carlo guy. It was Potter Watts. That all aside, we're still here. We're still putting out our content, mm-hmm. and today's content is, as we said, midnight's three a.m. a dish. Three a.m. a dish. And I was telling Molly that just so more Swifties can hate me, I was telling Molly this. Before um, we, uh, like, off pod, um, I feel like the 3 a.m. edition, for the most part, there are some exceptions. Like, I feel like we should have gone to bed at 12. (laughs) I think that's a funny joke, but I don't think I agree on the whole. I think there are just as many songs I don't, like, love in the midnight edition as I do in the 3 a.m., like, the percentage-wise. Like, if I don't like 10% of the ones in midnight, there's probably 10% I don't like in... Yeah, I think we, I respect that. I just think we, like, just very I would have ca- just rearranged. We casually disagree about that. Yeah, very casually. I have also only Like, I listened- don't have a lot of stake in the matter, but I, I do know that I have been listening to the, I started out listening to the 3 a.m. version, and then I... <laughs> And then I went to listening to the midnight version. Like that's the version that I use. It's to very pack. short. Like, it's like quick. Yeah. It's not. I feel like all the songs sort of vibe together better than like if I put it on shuffle. Anytime a three a.m. comes in there, I'm like my vibes off. Um, and I think I came to it opposite because when we were texting, I had only I didn't realize there was a three a.m. dish because I wasn't on the internet enough that day. <laughs> And so I had just listened to Midnight's. And then so for me, it really was like, oh, there's a bonus. Mm-hmm. There's extra songs. So yeah. then I listened to those. And I really only listened to the album, like, in the context of preparing for today. So I haven't been, like, 
yes all in on this album either like I was with folklore see we have I think what's interesting about this podcast episode is that we're coming at it from like two interesting but completely opposite sides where um uh spoiler alert behind the scenes I just moved across country, like drove across country, so I completely forgot that we were doing this today. So <laughs> I did these like quickly, just like forty, like. In but you have minutes. listened to the album. But I've been listening to this album nonstop. Like I listened to I for when the week it came out, I listened to it every single day on my walk with my dog. Like it was just like a good album. And, yeah. And so I I know the songs really well, but my. My characters and my stories for this Potter Watch Radio Hour are very much like spur of the moment, gut instinct based on what I already knew about the song. Which I think is sometimes the best responses. But yours is like you deep dived the album through the lens yeah. of Harry Potter. So I so know the songs different... based on what my characters are and yeah. not like what it sounds like. <laughs> but that's but that's I like that yeah. we yeah. It's, have two different perspectives going into it this time. Well, let's get into it, because with our bonuses, this is a pretty long album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start with Lavender. Well, first, let me just say. Oh, yeah. The, so- the album is called Midnight's. And I'm just saying, this is Lupin's album for me. Yeah. And we're like heavy in our season two of Mapping the Marauders. Check it out if you're not already listening. And I am, I am, I've got a whole, this is a Wolfstar album. I'm excited because I also have a lot of Wolfstar, but I'm excited to see your story because you're really excited about your narrative. Yeah. Not only is it Wolfstar, it also includes Tonks in the narrative. Like we're doing big picture. Oh no. Knowing the album, my heart kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. There's some, but it's like a kind of a sad album. You're going to make me, it is a sad album. But Um, not as sad as like. It's not like a breakup album to me. It's more like a reflection album, which I think she's even yes, said. Yes, which is 100%. It's about like regrets and stuff. Yeah, and I love the concept of this album. Uh, unlike Folklore, which I feel like tells a better, you know, cohesive story. Yeah. I love that this one's like snapshots from her life, different moments in her, yeah. different midnights you know, in her April life. April 29th, we don't know. I think that's a really... The internet knows. They've they've calculated. The internet knows everything, okay? And I'm just going to say the same thing I texted to our friend Ash the minute I heard this song. Lavender is a sapphic color. Well, did you have a different overarching theme? Um, My overarching theme, I think, uh, was Slytherin. Yeah. So for me, this album is one of my favorite insights into who Taylor Swift is as a person. Um, but somebody that we've all known all along. You know what I mean? Right. Like, But I think it's also not just someone we've known all along, but someone she's been very clearly telling us she is all along. Yeah. And the way the media... I'm sorry, I don't mean this to become like a history on Taylor Swift, but I do think the media, the way they portray her, really really like tries to keep her pigeonholed in that little girl that was teardrops on my guitar and she's been she's been like she's been like saying for years like I'm a grown-ass woman and I am a Slytherin she knows how to represent herself in a different way I would also say like Lil Nas X knows how to manipulate the internet oh for sure and I think that Taylor Swift had learned how to do that at a young age too yes she um I feel like 
Taylor Swift, go on this journey with me, okay? <laughs> we will eventually get to the album. I'm popping. I'm popping into Game of Thrones. So, um. I'm assuming you, if you're listening to this podcast, you've watched that. I feel like the Venn diagram of Harry Potter and Game of Thrones is very, yeah. you know. Or you have the zeitgeist. Right. So Sansa Stark says at the, near the end of her growth journey, like, um, I learn slowly, but I learn. Yeah. And I feel like Taylor Swift said that four years ago and people weren't listening. Oh, longer than that. I would say ever since the whole Kanye thing. Well, right. Exactly. Which was like 10 years. Well, I think she was really like saying it out loud during the, I think she learned then, but I think she said it out loud when she sat on that throne of snakes in Look What You Made Me Do. And then I think people were. That's not a cultural touchstone for me, but sure. Okay. <laughs> I am not a real fan. I mean, it is. I will say it. You're on the other side looking out at me. I'm just saying. Look what you made me do is in reference to the, the Kanye song. Kim thing. So. I know the song. Okay. So, um, I think she said it then. And then people were still like, oh, cutesy Taylor. Like, oh, with all of her boyfriends and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they were still holding her to that standard. And... I think she said in this album, literally, I am the mastermind. Stop fucking underestimating me. Like, right. she was like... Also, when she started re-releasing Taylor's versions of albums. Right, like, like the re-release of Very Red, calculated. She's she's just... I, and I love that for her. It yeah. makes me respect... Not respect her so much more, but, like, it makes me have a different respect from her outside of music as, like, a businesswoman and, like a career woman and like this amazing entrepreneur and just very internet savvy which I think for people older than us is an underrated quality Mm -hmm. but I think our age and definitely much younger can appreciate and look up to someone that has really good internet savvy because it's really hard to be present on the internet right today and be and be successful at that (laughs) right and like I just think, I love this, like, view and this negative, like, a lot of these songs are negative about herself, and I love it because I think it's... Which people on the internet still didn't like that, because they don't think that someone that looks like her and is successful as her should be, like, that out loud about that. Well, I think that's stupid. She's a real person. There was, like, a lot of backlash about, like, fat phobia and stuff like that. When was she fat When In what song was she fat phobic? I'm not here to be a mouthpiece for I'm that sorry. internet. Right. I'm just, just saying that that's a lot of some of the criticism I was seeing about this but album. But that's what I'm that's what I think I'm trying my whole overarching point is that people are still seeing her as that sweet bubbly cute girl that said like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm winning a country music award." Right. And I'm like, she she she's a grown woman who is business focused. Who knows like she's the like, decision she's made Including in her love life. She's, yeah, she's a CEO, and you're treating her like she's Paris Hilton. You know? Well, whoa, don't even bring Paris Hilton down like that. Paris Hilton is, like, one of the most business-savvy well, yes, women guess, of our, like, generation. I guess I meant... I guess, okay, then... I, mm, 
I feel like you, you're in a trap. No, <laughs> you can't. There's no I can't one you back, can say. I can't backpedal. Um, no, I just, I know the point you're trying to make, but I feel like even if you try and point to someone, that's an example well, of that person still, being. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, call me out on it because, well, that's exactly the point. Yeah. It's like, I just, I feel like this is, this is my example that I feel like is, I feel like both Justin Bieber and Harry Styles made a swift a, a swift, swift oh my god made a shift from like the teeny bopper and now they're taken being, seriously to be taken seriously like especially especially Harry Harry Styles. Styles I was just about to say that and yeah. Taylor Swift Justin Bieber went to like weird religion yeah <laughs> But I still taken more seriously than, than Taylor. Like we're still talking about Taylor Swift's boyfriends instead yeah. of like her artistry most of the time. I do feel like with that example, I do think that for the most part, people probably put them similar. Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift. I think they take them the same level of seriousness because I do think people know about her taking back her her albums mm -hmm. and that has resonated with like people that aren't even fans of taylor swift right. that are like in the music industry but that's what i'm saying they're still talking about her being too pretty to ha write a song about but how I, she see, i think those are different bad. camps i think those are different camps of people but but i'm saying nobody's uh, talking about how harry styles is too handsome to write a song about how he cheated on a girl like nobody's gonna no, put no, that article not. out like it's it's blatant sexism but no I think to your point I do think for the the masses are coming to understand Taylor Swift in this way like I think she is gaining that yes and I'm I'm, I'm happy and for her gaining that reputation which I think is another album or at least a song <laughs> I don't know what reputation or like bad reputation that's that's a Taylor Huh? Gary Griff chiming in for the first time in person. Uh, Reputation is the album before Lover. Hell yeah. Oh, so I was wrong. I it Red comes, I guess, before if Reputation. If you couldn't hear Griffin, he confirmed Reputation was an album before Lover. I may I misspoke earlier. Red must come before Reputation. Um, okay, let's talk about Lavender let's please, Haze. Let's talk about the album and its relation to Harry Potter. But Different I guess Harry. what I was saying is... My to answer your previous question, my first response was Slytherin because I felt like this album is an example of how I think about Slytherins when I write them in fan fiction and not when I read them in Harry Potter's context, which makes them almost all evil. You know, <laughs> like this is a very nuanced, I feel like, way to look at a Slytherin. And that's how I felt when I was listening to the album. Um... Okay, Lavender Haze for the 12th time. I just feel like I've said now, Lavender Haze. Um, where, where do you start this journey for us? I feel the Lavender Haze. I'm just kidding. It, I, I was going to start keep singing, but then I realized that song is way too high for me. Um, uh, because I felt like lavender was a very sapphic color, I went with the most sapphic ship. I feel like in the Harry Potter canon, which is Ginny and Luna. I said it's like Ginny about Luna and people assuming that she'll end up with Harry and like everybody in her business and asking about it. And she's just like in this sort of love bubble with Luna. Um, and she's like 
I don't give a damn what people say because I've got you and you've always never cared what people thought about you. And I'm just going to stay in this. Right, exactly. I'm going to stay in this moment in this bubble with you. Yeah, I was definitely in like, I'm going to stay in this moment, not worry about what the rest of the world thinks. And so for me, this is the beginning. So uh, actually, in if we're doing your scene. <laughs> If we're doing a musical, which we all love, which this album is not in the right order for me to do all of this, but let's just say for argument's sake that we are starting with this song. Do you want to order No, I don't have it in it. Oh, okay. okay. I'm just saying like where this album ends with Dear Reader is not how I would end a fucking musical because it's like a sad ending in my story. It's a bad song also. Uh, (laughs) Whoopie doop. But if this was our first song, this is like, present day ish mm-hmm. you know Lupin's still alive where I end my musical <laughs> okay just to so, be clear so we're so like Harry Harry's like world we're in 1997 sure we're in Harry's sixth year okay because he and this is when Lupin and Tonks are getting together okay. so we're like oh this is like kind of present day and they're like having this like romance and at first I was going to make this a wolf star song because a lot of my stuff with Lupin is exploring that. But to me, this feels like a much more evolved person in love and reflecting on mistakes from the, from their history yeah. and being like, I don't know if I trust myself to get to fall in love again, but mm-hmm. I'm also like, I can't get out of this because I'm like in this haze. And I think that's how he feels a little bit with Tonks is like, I don't want to be in love with this person. I'm like actively trying to avoid it, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm in this and I like do love love it. it. I do love you. I love that for you. Um, And it's a little bit of a duet. And also lavender haze, Tonks' hair. Yeah. Um, So it, and it's a little bit of a duet because I think she's singing back. I was just pulling up the, um, lyrics I feel I, it's kind of like soothing too which I feel like Tonks is like a soothing even though she's chaotic as a person I feel like she is a calming presence for Lupin yeah I think so and and I think one line in particular that's like I feel like it's very reflective is like Lupin saying I'm damned if I do and I damned if I don't like yeah I've tried, like, avoiding love, and I'm, like, damned either way because of my, you know, like, existence, so I might as well, like, be in love. Especially the continuation of that line, I damned if I do give a a damn what people say, like, people are always talking about him, and then if you want to take it in a a, a sexy way, it's like, she's a lot younger than him. Well, and that's where she comes in as, like, all they keep asking me is if I'm going to be your bride, the only kind of girl they see is a one night or a wife. Like, it's like, we can't just be in a relationship. I'm either, like, a floozy or, like, we have to be, or like, like a in a serious dig- relationship. Yeah. A gold digger for Lupin. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, definitely Yeah, that's the wrong four. gold chest there. Um, and he says, like, they're bringing up my history, but you weren't even listening. Like, you don't even care about, like, who I am because yeah. you just, like, love me. So I just really liked it. And, um... No, I, I think I think that's great. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I'm so excited to hear the rest of your narrative. For like Lupin's story, again, pretending that we end before the end of the seventh book, it's just like his beginning is actually like really sad with like all of the serious stuff as we're going to explore. And it's like 
we're experiencing him really happy with Tonks and like there's like two or three songs that are like quote unquote present day so Mm -hmm. like starting the musical to be like this is where he ends up and then most of the musical is like a flashback so it's a little bit last five years I love that and also it's sort of like that fan fiction that I read about Fred and Angelina Oh, it was written before the book came out. I think about that too often. And it's like it ends on this such happy note with them at peace and getting married. And the I was reading it post obviously when the seventh book had come out. And even though it had this beautiful happy ending, I was just like crying. And the the author never like Like, returned. Never returned. It was good. Devastating. It would have been worse if they had returned to like make a note about it i mean obviously don't worry about it because i wrote a fan fiction in response to that fan fiction that was about fred and george nobody asked me to do it but i did okay maroon which is kind of a gryffindor color yeah it is isn't it it is isn't it (laughs) (laughs) um i also would like to point out that um uh, really bold of us to not have Lavender Brown I, involved in the Lavender Haze I did song. think about it, and she was in her own Lavender Haze with Juan Juan. <laughs> yeah, so let's just give them ups, you know? Yeah, <laughs> give, give them ups. <laughs> we'll give them a side note. Um, okay. Um, uh, Maroon. Um, I said this was Wolfstar for me, obvs. Sure. Um, I said I love it because it shows the turmoil in their relationship. Like, that song is definitely, like you were saying before, a reflection on a past relationship because almost every song in this album is. It's a reflection album. But, um, and then, like, I just, I I like the passion of Wolfstar. And there are some, like, details in this song that are, like, spicy, like, if you take it in the way I'm taking it, like the scar on my collarbone, like things like that. And like his wolfiness, I just think, um, it just all the whole vibe felt very, um, wolf star to me because it's so, I can see the setting of this first time that she's describing in this song where she's talking about like having the, like the wine and like, you know, using the liquid courage to make like a first move and then like not being able to forget it and like we started off as friends like that just all felt very wolf star to me and um I will say that there is a note about the wine being the sweet wine being one of their roommates and I I would like to note that that roommate is James Potter okay noted Julie noted drinking that sweet wine um I went with a, in a weird way, like a gayer theme in that this is about friendship love (laughs) and it's the Marauders and they're um, experiencing. Are we using gay to mean happy in this? Like, like more in a tongue in cheek, like that's gay, like how their friendship is. (laughs) It's like, they're so in love as friends. Molly, (laughs) When you say something is so gay and you mean it as a negative. But it's not. I know. But it's not. I just wanted to quote Hillary Duff. You're so blonde girl wearing a tube top. Um, I wish. 
Um, but no, seriously, this is the Marauders after like they have one of their full moon nights and they're just like really high off of that energy, but they've also like are ex- they're dealing with like Lupin struggling with yeah. this and like him like there's like a line that's like sobbing with your head in your hand and they're all like yeah. kind of supporting him through his like literal transition every month into that. Yeah. And um it's just like it's about friendship, okay? <laughs> I believe I and I think it's a good a good it could like I can see somebody like doing snapshots of the Marauders right. with this in the background. Like it's definitely meant as a I love song, s- no, but I, I just took mean. it to a different level. And yeah, like your roommates, like they're all roommates. <laughs> And they were roommates. And they're just, like, they, like I think of it as, like, early on days, too, because they're, like, just having so much fun mm-hmm. being together and, like, just, like, jumping around and, like, you mm-hmm. know, as, like, they're animals and stuff <laughs> like that. And they're just, like, um, you know, really into it. There's some lines that I just, like, popped Skipped over. over like the kisses. Yeah, yeah, like the lips and stuff. <laughs> the kisses. Um, but for the most part. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look at the lyrics, too. Okay, Antihero. I know it's basic. It's low-key one of my favorite songs in the album. I think it's so fun to sing along to, and it's a vibe. Three steps forward, two steps back. Yeah, like that. <laughs> it, like, And, and it, I feel like it called me out in the same way. I know this isn't about me, but I just want to take note of one line in particular that I felt like read me and it's the one where she references leaving um ghosting everybody um who texts her and feeling like a villain for it (laughs) and not changing her behavior at all and I felt like do you feel like an anti-hero and I when she said (laughs) that um (laughs) I felt really attacked when my depression works the graveyard shift. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. This is, I'm reading it from your lens right now and it's dark. I, that was literally the first thing I texted you when I was listening to the album was like, I feel called uh, out yeah. by Auntie here. I like, wasn't listening to it when you said it. So I just it like, like immediately felt like a call out to me. Yeah, wow. Woof. Stop agreeing with me. <laughs> Midnight's become my afternoons. Literally me last night. <laughs> I'm just, this is too much. Okay. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say your boy Draco. Oh, well, I mean, obviously that is. It's such a Draco vibe. Yeah, I said Draco for Drary, duh. Like that that is all my notes. <laughs> it's in our it's in our theme of three steps forward, two steps back. And then what's right. the one from folklore that's like I'm standing here in front of you, like Oh, oh wait, wait, let me get it. Cause now I only have this in my head. Um This is me trying. This is I just wanted you to know that this, this is, is me trying. Yeah, so this is like that song. But I also had to pick a song for my for my marauders yes but this is like on a whole if we look at some of these lyrics just to like give draco his due because we all know this is about draco but we need we need to know more yeah um 
I should not be left to my own devices. They come with prices and vices. I end up in crisis somewhere in a bathroom crying to a ghost. Wow. Um, somewhere in a bathroom crying to a ghost. Yeah. That's when I was like, this is a Draco song. Oh, it doesn't say that. Oh, I just, oh. I, I was, I but was. But isn't there a line? What line are you reading? Uh, the, um, they come with prices and vices. I end up crying in crisis. Tale as old as time. I wake up screaming from dreaming. Very Draco. Yeah. Um, but I think I was thinking. Yeah. Well, thing. yes, exactly. One day I'll watch as you're leaving because you got tired of my scheming. That is so dreary because the one thing Draco never wants to do is change. He's always mad. He always is like self-aware that he's a bad person and then mad when people are disappointed when he doesn't change, which I feel like is this song. It's a cycle. Well, he's like, yeah, it's me. Hi. Hi, I'm the problem. problem. It's me. (laughs) It's also like, it is an evolved rate. It's not like him and his feelings and like book sex. No, no, no. He's like an adult and they're in a relationship and Harry's like, I need you to do better. And he's like, yeah, I get it. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. (laughs) It's me. And at tea, and I just feel like at tea time is just such a Draco thing to say. Yeah. At tea time, everyone agrees. I'll stare directly directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. So Draco. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Now that one was Taylor breaking the fourth wall and talking to me about my love for Draco and every other character just like Draco that I root for in every single piece of media. Honestly, Draco broke the fourth wall and said it must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Are you okay, buddy? But separately in canon, it's also something Draco would, like, throw at Harry because he's, like, a good person that, like, is always trying to, like, and hoping that people will uh, change, like, Snape and stuff like that. Um... Yeah, I like when I first saw that this song was called Antihero, I was like, I feel like we gotta make Snape work in here, but he doesn't. He does not work. It's no. too playful. It's too playful and it's also too like self-aware. Right. <laughs> so this is what brings me to Marauders, is that now this is like like this person doesn't actually fit this song, but they think, because they're a little bit of a narcissist, that it has to be about them. And that would be James Potter. Being like, guys, it's me. I'm the problem. Like, he's too, like, much of a narcissist to realize that he is the problem, but he's, like, owning up to it to be like, guys, it's me. Do you, do you understand what no, I'm saying? No, I know exactly. Because I couldn't I'm really laugh- articulate no, it. No, I'm laughing because I had this exact same thought when I thought of it in a Marauder's context, but I thought it was like a buddy song, like a duet between Sirius and James. Yeah. Like they're like to the, like it's, it's, um. I can see them poking out and be like, hi, yeah. it's me. Like the Gryffindors <laughs> have come back from the Great Hall and they've seen that their house points have dropped a lot. And then everybody's like, what happened? And they're all looking at Sirius and James and they're like, it's me. Hi. Um, I'm the problem. It's me. I did. I but did. no, they're like more proud of it. They're like, it's me, guys. Yeah. And they're like. Because a true like narcissist like wouldn't cop to it. Like somebody like Snape would never admit that they're oh, right. a problem. Right. But like somebody like James who wants the attention. Oh, of course. Would be like, like oh, I did so it. sorry. Like I'm a martyr, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I, I would like to say of the th- songs that have gone famous on TikTok for like sounds. 
This one, I feel like, was written for that. Oh, yeah. Because everybody can relate to this. Like, it's me. Also, just the high. Is I'm like the very problem. Catchy. It's me. Yeah. Okay, next up, a pretty song, <laughs> Snow on the Beach. I love this song. I think it's beautiful. I think the metaphor is great. Um, this is one, of, I think this is some of her best lyrics on this album. It reminds me a lot of... Um, uh, um, the song from Folklore, um, The Great American Dynasty? No, 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 the green, the, um, gold is the color of the vine and the boy oh, yeah. broke my heart. Was... Invisible string. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of that just because of the, like, um, just the lyric, the metaphor and everything. Yeah. It's, like, pretty, um, pretty lyrics. I just assume she wrote this like on in Rhode Island at her house because I'm sure it snows there and it's like on the beach. Yeah, it, it, it's like it's just very specific and clear imagery, and it takes me to whatever, um, whatever like time she's referencing. Like I can feel like a crisp morning watching it snow on the beach. For this song, to me, is Lily. Uh, ex- experiencing magic for the first time because oh, she's like i i love this and like there's like this line about i i'm smiling so much like you can't like pretend otherwise and it's like it's her just falling in love with magic and just like it's so weird like snow on the beach it's like this weird thing but it like makes sense to me and yeah um like i love it <laughs> No, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I think that imagery also like works for Lily. Like, it, feels it feels very, very like nature based and like it feels very magical. Mm-hmm. And it it's like kind of this like dream state. And I feel like a Muggle born experiencing magic for the first time and then understanding like mm-hmm. what this is. It's like, oh, I know why I'm different. Like I understand now. Yeah. Like. I'm sure it's, like, akin to someone, like, coming out for the first time. It's, like, oh, now I can put words to this thing that I've been feeling, like, I don't know, T-Swift, what are you trying to tell us? (laughs) This is, like, a coming out album. (laughs) Like, it feels like all of these midnights. Are you still engaged, girl? It feels like all of these midnights are about women. She's staying up late thinking about something. That lavender haze. Those maroon lips. Mm. Okay. 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 Anyway, um, 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 so for me, it's Wolf Star again. What? <laughs> for me, no, I have lots of Wolf Star. This is like serious at a very specific time. So for me, this is about af- This is about looking back on the night they just had, um, in book three. Like, after everything's done, after, like, Buckbeak, after, like, he's died, but then Harry changes the future, and, like, Lupin comes and finds him wherever he's flown off to, Mm. and he's just, and they're just, like, sitting there thinking about all of this time that has passed, and it's, like, so, like, It's, like, surreal. Surreal, like, snow on the beach, like... When he was in Azkaban, he could have never imagined that this day would actually They're be They're just here. kind of, like, sitting with it. Right. And then, like, Sirius is on a high because he's also had that conversation with Harry about he's going to come live with him and things like that. So I 
that uh, that was like my um, and then it's like one night a few moons ago. I know moon is referenced a couple of times. I saw flex yeah. of what could have been. Um, and then life is so emotionally abusive and time can't stop me quite like you did. Um, and my flight was awful. Thanks for asking. Like my time in Azkaban was awful. <laughs> thanks for asking. Um, but like now I'm unglued thanks to you and it's like snow on the beach, like weird, but like beautiful. And then like flying on Buckbeak is a dream. Stars, um, by the pocket full, you wanted me tonight, wanting me tonight feels impossible because of course they left things like very shaky. Sure. (laughs) Um, but, um. But somehow tonight, even for this moment, it like we can just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, it works, and it's it's nice. Yeah. Um, the next song, "You're on Your Own, Kid." I really had I struggled with this one. I literally skipped it on accident. Like I, when I was making my list originally, I had to go back. But I have a fun one for this one. Okay. Okay, yeah. So for me, I said this one was Maropi about Tom Riddle Senior. Interesting. Yeah. So it's about pining. Like, summer went away, still yearning and stays. I play it cool. Like, the best of them, I wait patiently. He's going to notice me. It's okay. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And then, like, I hear it in your voice. You're smoking with the boys. Like, he's always having, like, house parties across the street. I uh, I touch my uh, I touch my pillow. It says phone. I know. But it's like, I touch my pillow as if it's your face. You know, like, I didn't choose this town. I didn't choose to be born into my abusive family. I dream of getting out. There's just um, there's just one who could make me stay, and she like does. She stays in that house, you know, like with him. All my days, from sleeker flashes to fireplace ashes, I waited ages to see you there. You know, just like things like that. Like, yeah, I um, sacrificed everything like for, for you. you. Yeah, that's um, so good. You're on your own, kid. Is like I she feel like that's like about her, her. Like she's like. And then some, and then like I saw it, I saw my way out, and she said, "You're on your own, kid." And then you do what you gotta do. Incredible. Thank you. I you should have gone second. I because I decided to be silly because I couldn't <laughs> think of a serious one. Yeah. Serious with two eyes, and I because we've been talking about this in again plug for mapping the Marauders. I was <laughs> look, it's a great series, guys. You should watch it. Listen to it. I was. You should watch it when it comes out. So see the CW. Um, is, oh my lord what have is, you done this is Peter singing about his best friend James oh my god so it's like in our canon yeah no it's mapping the marauders currently Peter's like I just want him to notice me not even in an in love way although maybe and he just wants to be known <laughs> Um, so just some some key lines here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So make the friendship bracelets. Stop it. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to see if there's some other lines in here. Just the friendship bracelets. 
We're still working. I searched the party of better bodies. There's no one. There's no one better. And James Potter. We're still platonic here. Platonic. I mean, whatever. You know, your own interpretation. <laughs> um, you know, I pick the petals. He loves me not. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yikes. Um. And and I will say he is like you're he is on his own. Yeah, you're on your own, kid. Yeah, he's got to make his own path in this world yeah. for better or for worse. For the literal worst. Um, yeah. So um, love this for you. Couldn't think of anything better. And Alex's was honestly so beautiful <laughs> and so like really worked with it. But you know, Peter's got to have one song. This is his only mention. I actually have another song for Peter. Excellent. Can't wait. Um, But before that. Let's get to Midnight Rain. This is why I I dip back into my wolf star. Okay. Let me pull up my lyrics. I like really want you. (laughs) I feel like we should turn our TV show into a song thing like One Tree Hill and just to have songs that are playing in the background. Or like a Grey's Anatomy musical Uh, episode. Yes. Oh my God. I'm going to listen to that on my way home. I love that. I can't. I I went through a a really like long phase of listening to that album. They don't have it on Apple Music. Oh, I like stole it from the internet. I know, but I think it's so stupid. Like Shondaland, what are you doing? You could have sold that album. I would have purchased, like, I genuinely like it. Okay. Midnight Rain. This is a reflection. Sirius is an Azkaban. Thinking about Loop. (laughs) Loop. (laughs) He's like, okay, let me get, collect yourself, get your notes. Because I needed to, I needed to reference too. I mean, there's obviously a lot of, like, you know, call it faux, call it, you know, serious heteronormativity in these songs, but... Yeah. um, (laughs) This is, like, serious being, like, I wanted to be, like, a badass, like, and Lupin didn't, like, Mm -hmm. I wanted that pain, he wanted, like, stability, like, he wanted a bride, I was making my own name, chasing the fame, and, like, he was, like, consistent, he stayed the same, um... My town was a wasteland, like, again, like, reflecting on his, like, messed up childhood, his mm-hmm. life. Um, I broke his heart because he was nice. He was sunshine. I was midnight Aww. rain. Like, Sirius sees himself as, like, yeah. the dark cloud over Lupin, oh, yeah. which I feel like in another context you could do this from Lupin's point of view, being, like, I'm I, the yeah, bad influence. I kind of like it be- for them because it feels like, like you're saying, it could be written by either of them, but that's both of their perspectives of who they are in their relationship when really they're both the sunshine. Yeah. To the other person. But they think, yeah, they think they're the dark class. He was sunshine, I was midnight. And he sees, like, Lupin's family as, like, this picture-perfect shiny family. Um, and for him, he feels like he's, like, peering through the window. Yeah. Um, and, and the life I gave away, like, he chose his path and knew what he was giving up and like that's where he's like I chose this like dangerous route Mm -hmm. and like I knew what I was like this has been my whole narrative on Wolfstar is like Sirius knows what he's doing when he makes his choice and like what he's leaving behind I fully believe you but I think this song should come 
in five when Lupin and Tonks are starting to get together and Sirius is seeing that, watching on the sidelines. And Sirius is like, well, obviously this happened, like, because I'm the cloud and he wanted a bride and like a comfortable family and I chose this like route of like revenge and chaos and it ruined both of our lives for a while so I don't deserve to be with him. I think in my story if I'm ever exploring Wolfstar like the Tonks thing always happens after Sirius dies. I see I love that interpretation and that's how I choose to think of it in my brain. But if we go based on text, technically, like, Tonks is upset post-Sirius's death about... Um, beginning of the sixth book. There's a whole summer in there. Just saying. But they say she hasn't been the same since Sirius Well, that's died. what Harry says. Oh, because Harry, Harry thinks see- that oh, she's okay. in love with Sirius, her cousin. That's true. I really... Oh, my God. That just gave me such relief. I'm just saying, like, no, we I've don't been, see I've Tonks. been feeling this, yeah. like, stress about how Lupin has started this relationship with Tonks while Sirius is still alive. It has plagued me for years. Which, I mean, I think... No. No, no, no. We fixed it. One could argue. We fixed it. But, but. I, I always... I was a dummy because I didn't remember that Harry is an unreliable narrator. But also, like, we as the reader aren't introduced to this idea. Like, we're not seeing that in the fifth one. No. Between... But I just, based even on Tonks' if, like, reaction... isn't even in, like, this yeah, of course. story. Like, in the fifth book, there's nothing indicating that they're together. No. So, m- Miss, you know, who isn't... She, she made that up for the sixth one. Like... She wasn't laying the groundwork in the fifth no, book. No, so because if you she said, be canon, it looks like Sirius and Lupin look like they're gay together. Let's fix it. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm sure she was thinking that. I think she was. I have no doubt. Okay, no but wait, I just want to... homophobia. I just want to go back to the last line here, because this is really what sealed it for it being Sirius thinking about Lupin, mm-hmm. is that um, some kind of haunted, some kind of haunted. I never think of him except on midnights like this because it's a full mm-hmm. moon, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he is also thinking about him other times. But, but it's especially a, it's on, on a, midnights on, like this. On midnights. Okay, but this also that also makes sense for him to be like, looking at in in Azkaban like yeah, thinking about him like on a mid like it's exactly. like like he thinks about him all the time but like it's the it's worse yeah like and really thinking about like the decisions that he he's, yeah but that I don't think he's regretting it no I think he's just reflecting on it's a reflection but gave. not a regret no and which is kind of sad for like the wolf star narrative which is why we needed to give Lupin a happy ending with Tonks in this story because like there's something final a finality about the wolf star one in in my musical this time. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's devastating because obviously like Wolf Star is is my like OTP, but like he dies. It can't No like, matter it, which way you do it, it it's a heartbreaking like, story. Like it's a heartbreaking story. Like but, all of it. Yeah, like it's all it's all miserable. Yeah. When I look at it, it's all miserable. Because even if, like, we don't even get into Harry's year, like, all of that stuff happens before that. I don't want to talk about it. 
So I'm so upset. What did you say for Midnight Rain? Oh, <laughs> see, I feel like this is like the last song where <laughs> well, you went off. Where you had a really good one and I was like grasping at straws. I'm surprised you didn't go for Wolfstar. Well, I... Because I, you did too I much did already. I did so much already. And, I, and it won't be the last. I mean, the, uh, once again. The album is very... It's Wolfstar. called Midnight's. Also, yeah, and we, yeah, and they are such a, yeah, because there's a lot of moon references. references because it's about midnights and like they are so like, I feel like in the dark, they're in the so shadows. dark, they're so nighttime. Yeah, but um, they're nighttime characters. That's why I don't have very much of Harry in his generation because they're daytime characters. Marauders are nighttime characters. <laughs> Like, Folklore was a very bright yes. album. Mm-hmm. It was daytime in Folklore, and that's why there's a lot of, like, dreary and stuff mm-hmm. in Folklore. Yeah. This is all taking place at night. I have... I, I have, don't know if that makes sense to anyone else, no, it how makes, they're visualizing No, this makes songs. sense. This makes sense to me. I tried to vary my ships, so... And, and because I think also... I'm more familiar with the Slytherins from Harry's era because I write a lot of fan fiction about yeah. them. So I, ha- like, later in my list, I have a lot more of Harry's era. Totally fair. And I have some Harry stuff in there, but I just mean broad, broadly. Yes. But Do you al- think when you, like, visualize folklore, is it, like, during the daytime? Yeah. No, I yeah. think no, I yeah. think you're, you're, it's an excellent point. And I think this album, because it's dark and because it's so Slytherin, I have ships and things, people also that I've never used before. I'm excited. So this one I have from Bellatrix perspective. Okay. So we're taking her a little seriously. I know we don't take her seriously in... I know it's hard. She's like a... She's like not really a real person. She's a character. She's not like a a full-fledged character. But if we're writing... Because she's too scary. She's like... Like you can't put her in a real life situation. Right. But if you're putting her in the context of... Although, sorry to interrupt, they mm-hmm. do it, actually, she does it pretty well in the beginning of the sixth book. We yes. see her interacting as, like, quote-unquote, a real person, which is interesting. Yes. And I this Bellatrix that I'm writing here is a Bellatrix that I see a lot written in marauders fan fiction because you see her in like fab family gatherings like with Sirius and stuff like that mm-hmm. and because these are good writers because i have taste this i don't know why i said that like that um uh this bellatrix is like a real person and she's usually like it's kind of like an arranged marriage with rudolphus mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that and sense. she's like trying to do this duty so my midnight rain is about Bellatrix and Rodolphus relationship, but she's like in love with slash like obsessed with Voldemort. So she's like, of course, you were like, you wanted all of this, Rodolphus, but like I wanted the pain. I wanted, I wanted. I'm a masochist. Er, like sadist or I'm a sadist. Like I wanted the power. I wanted to be upward, and I think this is like a reflection when. Everybody take a deep breath. I just real quick want to clarify who is sunshine in this situation. Is that is that V? Mm-hmm. Big V? Baltimore? Is no, he no, sunshine? no, 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 no. Rudolphus is sunshine. Oh, he's sunshine. But okay. but wait, 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 wait. Because because it, it all makes sense. Okay, when, I'm ready. So this is a reflection. Because oh, are you gonna say CC? 
because this is unfortunately... Say it louder. This is unfortunately a Cursed Child canon song. You know, I've been waiting for some Cursed Child to... Because we did a couple songs when we were reading Cursed Child. I know. So this, for me, is when Bellatrix is, like, basically, you have to raise this child to Rudolphus. And she's having, like, a real moment. And she's like, I know after everything that I've done to you in our relationship that this is, like, the biggest betrayal. This This is, like, endearing. I, but I don't know if it's, like, actually Bellatrix. I don't know either, but I'm I'm intrigued by this narrative. Because I see it, like, her being, like, chasing the fame. And he has been constant, like, at yeah. home. He's, like, the home wife. Or yeah, whatever, and home she's... Husband. And he has to literally sit back and watch her have an affair with, like, their, like, lord. And, and not be like that and mad not, about he, it. He's not allowed to be mad about it. Like, what is he going to say? Like, yeah. you can't fuck Voldemort? Like, so I think... For her to, like, sort of lower herself to the point of, like, she's going into this battle and she wouldn't dare say that Voldemort wouldn't win. But I think she's preparing him to be, like, you have to protect our master's son. And I know that this is, like, a... I know this is, like, disrespectful to you, basically. But... Yeah. Yeah. You were sunshine, and I was midnight. I've always said that about them as a couple. <laughs> about Rudolphus Lestrade. <laughs> That's what his friends call him. What if, like, the story of Rudolphus is that he's, like, in a semi, like, emotional abusive relationship. He's just stuck with Bellatrix. And he's actually a decent person. I feel like you could tell that story in a much darker and grosser way where he feels like he's giving his wife over to like Voldemort. Well, that's actually how I read it. I think that's the actual situation. I'm giving you this because I'm a loyal servant and she is a property. Sorry to bring up uh, (laughs) Game of Thrones again, but for me, how I've always read that situation, if we're taking Cursed Child as canon, or even if we're gonna like just read into the like sexual chemistry that's between Voldemort and Bellatrix that's actually in the original canon, it feels to me like Stannis's wife being like, please go fuck the Red Witch. Like, she is our master. Like, you, yeah, have, to you have to do, do what she says, like, kill our daughter. You whatever know, you gotta whatever do. you gotta do, buddy. That's how I actually feel like Rudolphus is. Yeah. But for my narrative about He's um, sunshine. So he's sunshine. <laughs> and she was midnight. I do have questions. Dot 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 dot, dot. question mark. LGBT questions? I'm just saying some <laughs> of these some of these titles feel like they were a rough draft. No, she said I'm coming out with this album, okay? Well, the song, I feel like, I don't know. To me, my, at least my um, no, no, no. pairing. This, no, no, no. Not that. No, me, me, me neither. I also think this song is definitely about, like, low-key date rape, but. Um. Oh, interesting. Guess who I picked for this song? I bet we picked the same person. Does it start with Sev and end with <laughs> well, it actually starts with Lil and ends with E. Evans. 
But I, I said it was Lily singing about her relationship with Snape. Like, this is her, like, calling him out. Um, so this is very much, for me, again, in the story of mapping the moon. <laughs> Actually, mine is too, TBH. This is, to me, Snape singing to himself about making a move. Like, mm. he's kind of talking it through. Ooh, interesting. It's a little bit, like, I mean, this is way grosser, but it's a little bit um, Lolita-y, you know? Like... Never read it. Couldn't couldn't bring myself to read that one. I tried to listen to it on audiobook. Ooh, it was hard. I don't want that in I my got ears. Tw- exactly. I got 25% through, and I couldn't finish. But of what I remember, it's very much, like, like let yourself like like admitting to yourself the horrible things that you think and so like I see what you're saying like the parts where it's like if you're honest with yourself like if she tells you to stop like would you want to keep going like Snape saying that to himself is really dark but it feels like it reminded me immediately of the Lolita book yeah like he's thinking like the beginning is like because I don't remember who I was before you like he's just Mm -hmm. like kind of setting the scene for himself and then this whole thing of like, can I can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have someone kiss you in a crowded room and every single one of your friends was making fun of you? He's like imagining like what would happen if he actually did make a move. I see. And then he's like, but then maybe everyone's like happy for us. Like he's like playing Ooh, it out in his yeah. head because he's like, but then 15 six seconds later, they're clapping too. And then what did you do? And then, um, yeah. And then it, it gets a little dicey. And I think that's, Fitting. Yeah. Sorry to say. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Hashtag Demi Lovato. Not Spawn. <laughs> um, and he, and I think, and then part of it is just kind of like sad when she says that was too much. It's like, am I like yeah. too much? Like, am I not like what yeah. you want? Um, and she was on your mind with some dickhead guy. Yeah. Um, I wonder who that could be. Um, I don't know. I'm sure. Got, and then he's like, got swept away in the gray. May, I may like to have a conversation. But then I think, like, ultimately he doesn't. But. Yeah. I, I said. So it's definitely, like, all, like, him in his head. It's, yes. It's in his head. I feel that. I mean, we both clearly have picked up the same vibes. I went with the same kind of, like, what I feel like the song. I went more, because, and this is a, a perfect example of, like, me having listened to it a lot. So this song actually made me cry the first time I heard it just because I just, I felt the story so viscerally because it kind of comes for you at the end there where it's, because at first- It makes I, you think like what she went through for this to be like a song. Well, right. And it, I just feel like a lot of women feel this way at a party where it's like, especially like it just, it felt very clear to me like, on New Year's Eve, and I don't want to get too personal, but, like, someone's walking you home, and, you know, they kiss Make you by your car, yeah. and you didn't ask for it, and I, I just think, um, I just, it, like, it really, it just really resonated with me, because it's not, like, specifically about what anyone would consider rape, or, like, an unconsensual action, but I just like it's the like way that she- It's, like, regretting not speaking up. It's right. Like, and I just love that it just sounds like she's talking to all the guys who do this and to the people around 
uh, the people in the room that let it happen, you know, and she's like, just can I, it's very straightforward. Can I ask you a question? And so for me with bringing it back to Harry Potter, I feel like Lily is like a very, like, she's a very straightforward kind of person. And I feel like after, you know, Snape like calls her that unforgivable name and after I'm sure there could have been in a scenario where like you know he's made moves on her before and she's been like hey I've said that like I've set this boundary yeah and I think she could just be or didn't say it like just tried to like walk away or like try and be right she tried to say it subtly or something like that and she's like actually now that we're like getting things out in the open can I ask you a question did you think that this was appropriate and how did you think that you could be my friend and also hate who I am and like hang out with people that I yeah. hate who I am? It just felt it just felt like that, like the hypocrisy of it all. The way Taylor Swift is calling out yeah. that party scenario just felt very like Lily and Snape to me. Um, vigilante shit. I love this song. Another name that I'm like, did we like flesh this out? <laughs> I'm on the vigilante shit. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but it was just like, it just felt like a placeholder. Same with like questions, that, 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 yeah. question mark. <laughs> it, look, I can say nothing wrong about this song and like you guys can come for me, but draw a cat eye sharp enough to kill a man is like, I feel like iconic. Like I want to put that o- over like on my mirror. Like if I were gonna write anything on my mirror, like with lipstick, I would write "draw a cat eye sharp enough to kill a man." This is one of the lines I've seen the most, like just out of context. It's great, out of context. Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> mine, I'll just say quickly. It's like mostly vibes only. Like I didn't even really deep dive into lyrics. This mm-hmm. is a Narcissa song to me, and like. <laughs> I don't have much support other than listen to the song and just picture Narcissus. (laughs) I love this. I love this. Again, I'm deep into Marauders, hashtag mapping the Marauders. Like, this is just Narcissa being like, I'm playing games, LOL. I love this. I have (laughs) Narcissa later, but this, it's, it's for a song that's the same energy. But it actually, I will say, sorry, I did, I forgot I put a little note here. I think it's actually like specifically six book Harry uh-huh. Potter, like, I'm cutting ties with Valdi. Like, I'm got my cat eyes, and I'm I'm on a mission. Uh, if you shouldn't smoke, if if the Dark Lord said you shouldn't speak, but whatever. Right. I, wow. I can't. Then you shouldn't. Yeah. You should hold your tongue or whatever. Wow. I really can't quote the sixth movie anymore. It's been a long. I haven't been rewatching them as much lately because it feels. We I'm, haven't like ruined them, but like a little bit. I, we, like, like you and I. Yeah. No, it's not about that. Uh, I I have very fond memories of us watching it together. Oh, not us like watching it, but I just feel like because we've watched it for the podcast, it feels like. Oh, I was fully I JK rolling it. Oh. That doesn't bother me. It, yeah. Us watching it for the podcast. I, I I have this dark cloud that follows you me. You can't just my, be for enjoyment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But um. But, but yeah, anyway. when she's like, it's not about, this is not about revenge for her. This is about like mm-hmm. something else. Like, and we know. I don't dress saving. for women. Okay, wait. Speaking about, this is, this podcast episode is also about this conspiracy theory that um, Taylor Swift is bisexual. She said, I don't dress for women. I don't dress for men. Today I'm dressing for revenge, which implies that at all other times, 
she is dressing for men and women. Case closed. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for the bisexual journey, but I feel like it's... I feel like it's more than that for this song. It's like no, I'm I know. Not, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was sorry. I was poking too many holes. I like. I wasn't like. I'm serious. taking it very serious. <laughs> this song is serious. <laughs> it is serious. She's taking back her power. No, I agree, and I love this song. But I was just making a joke, just to continue the bit. Yes. But for me, I also went serious. With two not eyes. two eyes. Oh, okay. I said. I'm bringing it all the way back to folklore, honey. Okay. And I said, this is the gray lady about the bloody baron. Vibes only. She said, I'm on that vigilante shit, okay? This is about revenge. Yes. And then I said, "Um, everybody thought he killed himself, but maybe she killed him. I don't know. Or I I made him stuck here in his (laughs) chains. Yeah. I'm on this vigilante shit. She said, I'm not dressing for anyone. I'm the gray lady. I've got my little fucking crown. I'm ghosting. I'm not I'm, ghosting for anyone. Yeah, she said, <laughs> lately, for she said, lately I'm just ghosting for revenge. <laughs> I don't dress start- for villains or for innocence. <laughs> she said, I don't start shit, but I'm going to tell you how it ends. <laughs> don't get sad. Get even. We love her. We love a queen. Yeah. What a great duo. <laughs> Grey Lady and Narcissa. I believe... They about to get even. I was about to say, I believe that if they joined forces, they could change the world. <laughs> um, I'm like kind of... I'm low-key shocked that you didn't think... Well, not that you didn't think Narcissa, but... I, I think I know which song you're talking about for later. Mm, interesting. We'll see. Is it a very Slytherin song? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Like, yes, they all are. But, like, I don't think it's the one you think it is. I was thinking Mastermind. It's not. Okay. Bejeweled. Oh, okay. I do have... I forgot. She's one... I have two couples for Mastermind, and she's one of them. That okay. makes sense. Um, Bejeweled. Mm-hmm. I have two for this one. I have an alt that's in the Harry Potter world, and then I have my Marauders. Oh, okay. Like, Harry Potter canon. I was like, aren't both that's, of yours in the I Harry... I don't know what to call that. Potter era. Okay. Um, I think Harry is fine. Potter, it has a name. Potter era. Potter era, this is obviously Hermione Granger getting ready for the Yule Ball. I just feel like this song was, like, made for her. This is so funny. That's not what I put, but I I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Um, I just feel like at the, like, in Bejeweled, I feel like it's about a man. And I guess for me... it's She's fucking Ron over. I she's know. like, suck it, Ron. No, no, that makes so <laughs> much sense. But I do feel like her, like, fourth year, like, reveal is, like, not about a man. I feel no, like it's, it's about not. her. No, it's not. You're right. You're right. But, but, but like, it is I don't so, need to like, poke holes because I, I do think that you're right. Like, Bejeweled is, like... Fuck Mostly you. because of yes. how Ron reacts. Yeah. Like, yes, I got a date to the Yule Ball. Yes, he's a professional Quidditch maybe player. Maybe I have a man. Maybe I don't. Like, it's not your problem. Oh, am I a girl? Yeah. You better recognize Ronald. <laughs> like, I polish up real nice. Off to bed, both of you. Ron, you've ruined everything. And then, like, this line, like, I think I've been too good of a good girl. Mm-hmm. Did all the extra credit, then got graded on a curve. I think <laughs> it's time to teach some lessons. 
Um, so I just loved all of that. And I was like, this just feels like, and this is like when I walk in the room, I can still make the whole place shimmer. It's like, she just has such an impact when she no, comes into this the is oval. A, I love this. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to make a TikTok about this. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Good content. But then I have an alt song that's like, it's like half-assed for my, but mm-hmm. I wanted a Marauders mm-hmm. one. So I just said that, and this is maybe a, a tease for mapping, hashtag mapping the Marauders. Is this a Mary? <laughs> no. But I was like, I mean, we haven't talked about this on pod, so we'll see if this ever happens. But I was like, maybe this is like Marlene after a breakup with possibly Sirius, like if they have a fling. Oh. Because I, I feel like we've been laying dancing, some, dancing some things it. for like something with that happening mm-hmm. which i i will like kind of maybe fight for not that you're against it no i but, like that i mean and then like this song is like marlene being like oh i'm getting my shit on because i'm fuck you serious <laughs> or whomever but yeah. like i think serious is a fun person for her to be like i mean i ship marlene and serious as like a the same way we ship like Luna and Ron. Yeah, no, it's like a, a fling. Yeah, as a fling. Yeah, but I could also see Marlene being very like. Oh, yeah. I'm getting. My, I also. I'm not dressing for <laughs> women or men, but kind of. I like, mean, I also think Marlene's bisexual, and she should end up with Dorcas. But that's just my. That's just like my. It's just like a note for later. That's just like my read on the situation. <laughs> um. <laughs> so like that one isn't as fleshed out. The no, 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 I love one it. is the one that came immediately to mind for Bejeweled, but. Now, Bejeweled is my Narcissa Malfoy song. Oh! So, look. I don't want to brag, okay? <laughs> but I wrote a little brag. fan fiction. It won an award. What? Yeah. You know this. Do I? Yeah. It, this happened in college. Okay. It's like my most popular fan fiction. No braggies. No braggies. But, um, I did a little um there's a side ship like a very side ship it's just like mentioned and um it has inspired many people to write like sexy one shots about this pairing okay it's narcissa malfoy and blaze zabini i'm sorry yes at what point is obviously like this is like obviously they're adults this is like way like post like different adults but yeah yeah it's okay i'm just kidding i'm just kidding okay <laughs> blaze is like it's he's a naughty boy yeah we're on milf narcissa a it's a boy. it's a milf narcissa journey okay this can this definitely makes sense for why malfoy is like really sassy towards him yeah well I, well it, it's not happened then sure okay molly <laughs> I, that is my only context for Blaze Zabini is in that moment, really. Okay, I will say the narrative of it is they're both adults. Blaze's profession is yes. a solicitor, and he's trying to, like... He's trying to, like, help Narcissa negotiate her house arrest. And so th- this is backstory that is not even in my fan fiction. This is just how I know. Um, but anyway, so they're hooking up. Sure. And it's literally a one-line thing that I put in this fan fiction that uh, Blaze and Narcissa hook up, and people have been it like... blazed up the internet. And people are like, this is hot, and I love this for Narcissa getting her groove back. And so I love... I, I like to imagine that this is Narcissa at Azkaban trial, 
you know, like her husband's like rotting in a cell somewhere. Right, exactly. And she's like, he's like, you're not coming to visit me enough. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you have a man? Like, all of this stuff. And she's like, lately, (laughs) not lately, I've been dressing for a bit. She's like, "Um, I think that you, our whole marriage, like, devalued who I was. And let me tell you, I'm bejeweled and I can get a younger man. And so Narcissa's on that. I bej- polish up real nice. She polishes up real nice. I polish up real. I polish up real. Lately, I think I've been too good of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but sure. Well, this is like she's been like doing her like. Yeah, my community service. Right. She has like her little ankle monitor, whatever the wizarding equivalent is. And she's like. But I think in her eyes, like, a good girl is, like, doing her duty as, like, a wife. No, that makes sense. You know? Like, she's, like, I think that I let you walk all over me, and then you ruined our family. And so now I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. So that's my Narcissa song. (laughs) Love it. That's excellent. And I love what an inspo you are. I only brag about that because it's a one-liner, and I also hardcore ship them. I think you deserve it. <laughs> um, Labyrinth. I kind of forget about this song, but I'm on board. Um, for me, this is connecting back to quote unquote present day. And this is another um, Lupin, like scared of falling for Tonks, but can't help it. Because he's thinking about, like, the times he's been hurt before. So it's, like, it only hurts as much right now. Right. What was I thinking the whole time? Like, he's, like, you know, breathe in, breathe through. Like, yeah. um, I'm getting over you my whole life is a reference to Sirius. You know how scared I am of elevators, but we get it. Like, I'm falling in love again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he doesn't feel like he can trust it, but he's, like, oops, I've done it again. I'm, like, falling in love again. Yes. Um, and I feel like it's... I'm going the same way as before. Like, I'm going to end up heartbroken. But, like, I... It happened. I love that you said this. Because when you were talking about your original song about Lupin and Tonks, I was like, that's so funny. Because I have this thought about... It's, like, the same song for me. Yeah. Okay. Because I... That's my... That's my first choice for this song is Remus, like, and his regret about Tonks and being, like, oh, no. Like... I thought this part of myself was over and I thought I had closed yeah. myself off from this kind of pain. Like I thought I knew better. Kinda. And, and then like the whole, like it only hurts this much right now. It's like, I've gotten over this before. I have stopped loving someone before I can do it again. And then him just being like, Oh no, like I'm falling in love again, which I think is the most beautiful part about the Remus Tonks. I do too. Yeah. It, this honestly made me as much as I was like doing a wolf star thing. Like it also really made me fall in love with the Tonks and Lupin I think thing. you're I think it's really nice to look at it from your musicals perspective as this is Lupin's happy ending yeah I think in the context of the canon it's hard for me to think about the Tonks era happily because I feel like it's because it also ends in like it just feels like heartbreak. an extra blow like at the end yeah. like it's like I thought he was gonna be happy and then it's miserable it's very much a car- compartmentalizing, but I do think that Lupin dies happy. Oh, for sure. So 
That's comfort. I think he dies happy. And then when we get to see Harry, like, with the stone and Lupin and Sirius come back again. Yeah. I think it's nice to think that. And Lupin says, because, like, Harry's like, but your son. And he's like, this was for my son. And, like, you'll get that kind of one day. Yeah. Yeah. Epiphany, (laughs) y'all. We just had one. Um... I've never thought about it like that. I think Lupin dies happy. He does. I mean, both of them, yeah. like, they yeah, die, yeah. like, this trying to not... clutch each other's hands. That's right. not new information, but... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to forewarn you guys. I'm going to do two songs back-to-back, I guess. Hell yeah. So, this, for me, is... Both of my songs are Hermione songs. Okay. Because I love that girl. So... The first one is Hermione when Ron gets with Lab. Like, we are about to do the birds. So this... This is Labyrinth? This is Labyrinth. Like okay. She's it, realizing she's, she's in love with Yeah, him. she's like... When, oh he, God. when she sees him with her. She's like, oh my God, it only... She's, she's just, like, trying to logic her way through it. She's like, it only hurts this much right now. Like, breathe in, breathe out, like... Do what you gotta do, and and then and she's like he's stupid anyway, and all of this stuff, and she's like oh like, and and instead of falling in love again, I think it's more like things weren't quite right with Crumb. She was like I really liked him, and I think it's more like uh oh, this is what people talk about when they mean they're in love. Like I think this is like the realization that like the crush or fascination that she's experienced with Ron that she hasn't really let herself completely feel is like, like this is like a deep thing. Or even like the passion that she had with Ron in the fourth one because of the crumb thing. It's like, it's happening again. And this is my favorite thing. You would break your back to make me break a smile. Yeah. It's very Romione to me. And that just made me want to smile. Like, I think that's such their relationship. Yeah. I was also thinking about that with Tonks because she's like is really goofy and funny and I think she does make Lupin smile. Yeah. But yes, I really like that line in general. And then how does that relate to karma? (laughs) Oh, it doesn't. I just wanted to tell you that karma is both. I just wanted to... I know, I thought they were back to back. They are back to back. They're In terms of like, they're just both Hermione. They're not back to back in terms of like like karma has nothing to do with Ron. I just I don't like doing the same person back to back. So oh. I was just forewarning everybody that I did two Hermione's. No back one's to upset. Back. Okay, I was upset. I was like, oh god, do I have to change it? But then I was like, no. Karma. I've is, had lots of repeat. Karma characters. is too Hermione, and I'm ready to talk about it. Tell me. She said, "Karma's a relaxing vibe. Karma is my boyfriend. Karma is it. Karma <laughs> is the moment." And Hermione said. I have some notes. Where is it? She said, Karma is Marietta Edgecombe with sneak on her face. (laughs) I forgot about that line. (laughs) Karma is punching Draco Malfoy. Oh, hell yeah. Karma is turning Rita Skeeter into a beetle. Get it. (laughs) 
I didn't think of Hermione that way, but I just love the She's, examples well, you just I, gave. I just love it because I love it for Hermione just sitting there thinking about, like, reflecting on all of the, like, kind of low-key, like badass shit she's well done. i love it because it's not like for her even really karma it's like i orchestrated yeah, that shit she said, like she said mm, karma's a relaxing vibe <laughs> <laughs> karma's a cat purring in its lap because it loves me she's just petting crick shakes <laughs> like uh, she's yeah like, it's low-key evil what she does to Rita Skeeter. Like, she keeps her in that jar. Whatever. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and continues to blackmail her for the next year. Iconic. <laughs> uh, Rita deserved that karma. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to bring it down... <laughs> Cause that's what we've been. We've been like really ping pong. I'm on a high, okay. I'm on a high. I'm living Hermione's life, okay. Okay, so I have a Marauders, and then I have an alt. Okay. Um, Potter era. No, not even. No, different era. But whatever. Oh, um, my Marauders one, I like couldn't even bring myself to fully flesh out because it hurt my soul this is a happy song what happened well i was again like mostly looking at the lyrics and i was like (laughs) i feel like i can't even look at you (laughs) (laughs) to me this could be i'm not a really like mean petunia and being like (laughs) oh my god She really hates Lily. Oh my god! Out of all of <laughs> out of all of the things like, I, I ex- didn't even look at you. All of the things I expected you to say <laughs> never in a million years. Karma's a relaxing vibe. Tootie's mean. <laughs> look, I wrote it and then I was like, not gonna talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> What I really wrote about. <laughs> I'm gonna never listen to that song the same way again. Well, um, that was excellent. <laughs> my alt, which was really like the first song I thought of, was I feel like I was really trying to make another Big D Grindelwald song work. <laughs> God. And for me, this is like Big D after he regains confidence. <laughs> <laughs> love that version <laughs> like the sassiest gay man you've ever seen he's like we we had our thing it's been a few years i'm about to beat you in this duel and i'm like karma's a bitch karma's a bitch and i'm gonna like live in this i i do now i must return to the lyrics <laughs> and let's read some lyrics from from Big D's point of view? No. We're, we're, oh, no. are we going back? We're, yeah. Okay, we're, I just, I do want to just put a, a quick little, like, asterisk to say that this is, like, Petunia as a teenager. Like, she's not, like, it's not, like, her as an what adult. Ca- what karma hoping, is she speaking about? She's not actually hoping for her sister to die in a horrific way, but, like, that is what happens, and it's, like, she kind of manifested it, Loki. Okay, is she, but... 
What is the karma version? She's mad at Lily for all of the things that Lily right. has. But what is the karma that Lily she thinks is that it's like bad? Oh, the wizarding. Okay, that makes okay. I thought you were like Lily post Lily's death. No, is like, no, 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 no. Karma's a relaxing vibe. <laughs> no, I no, told no, you not to be like, a fucking witch. It's more like. You're going to get what's coming to you because you're a witch. Oh, I see. Which I is still really horrifying. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. It's pre, like, karma's going to get you one day. Yes. It's her being like, okay. I know that you think, like, things are great now, but, like, Karma's going to get yeah, you. Yeah, which... It does. It it's does. still bad, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not karma. It's Let's just not be as clear. horrible as me no, no, picturing it's not her Lily. on Privet Drive. She's like, no. got, she's on Privet Drive. She gets no. the call. She's she doesn't like, have a martini in hand. <laughs> she's like, Wait. she's listening to her disco. If we all you're remember. terrified to look down, because if you do, you'll see the glare of everyone you burned just to get there. Like, yeah, it doesn't fit fully, but that does fit her big daddy. Yeah. And I keep my side of the street clean. That was a toony line. That's a very toony line. You wouldn't know what I mean. It, she's like in a really angry place. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> but like imagine me thinking you are thinking it post. Yeah. And this line. Sorry. Karma is said. the breeze in my hair on the weekend. No, it's, it's still not good. It's, it's still not, not good either way. But it is like a very like mean-hearted teenager. <laughs> yes. To me. I still have regrets of writing that down. Actually, my notes say, oof. <laughs> For our story, maybe this is Toonie. And then I did the emoji that's like the teeth that are like straight out. <laughs> yeah. I drew no, that. I but love it's just a straight line. Her notes are written on paper, by the way. She wrote, she drew, <laughs> drew the I drew emoji. a little face. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about sweet nothing? Because it's like a, it's a cheer up for me. Ask me what I learned from all those years. Ask me what I learned from all those tears. Ask me why so many fade, but I'm still here. Yikes. So there's a little bit of future casting. <laughs> Look, I'd rather not dwell on it. I wrote what I wrote. Every time we do one of these, there's one that, that stick with me. Yeah. This one's sticking with me. It's a capsize. It's <laughs> Look, your Merope one stuck with me, so. Um... Can we talk about sweet nothing? Yes, we can talk about sweet nothings. Oh, you should want, I? You help? want me to start? Oh, do you? What? You, you should start. Should I? <laughs> I've done so well. <laughs> Look, I. It's bold. Okay, so for this song, it was like technically this could be Marauders, but it's also like in our normal yeah. Harry Potter. Um, this is Arthur Tamale. And he's saying, you didn't care if I was ambitious and all I ever wanted was to come home to you. And like, there's like this whole like cooking vibe like <laughs> that Molly's like, she says like, I'm, I'm home cooking or whatever. Like, oh, cooking vibe. Cooking. I heard hooking vibe. No. And I was like, who knew? Molly and Arthur. <laughs> Molly wobbles. No. <laughs> That's our mom. That um, no, it's like. Oh, you're in the kitchen humming, and that's oh, all that's you ever cute. wanted from me, sweet nothing. So he's, like, recognizing that, like, 
you never wanted more from me than to come home like at the end of the day and that's exactly what happened and like there's this whole thing of um that's really sweet and smooth talking hexters out glad handing each other and voices that implore you should be doing more to you i can admit that i'm too soft for all of it arthur's Mm -hmm. being like i'm not meant for this like ministry like politics yeah and like you don't want me to be that person and like to me this is also like pre-kids like first Mm -hmm. war like that's very getting his job for the first or maybe just bill yeah yeah i mean just like early on very early early days exactly and i just think it's sweet it is sweet and i like that so i also like this song um mine's also this is the invisible string song for me Mine is literally the Invisible String song because I have the same couple. Oh. But it's sadder than Invisible String because the couple is James and Lily. Yeah, it's sad. They're sad. (laughs) So this one... They had karma. (laughs) Stop. I don't think we need to revisit right now. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Not when I'm about to actually talk about something sad with them. Please don't. so for me this is james and he's singing about that so the war is happening and he's like every everybody around me is telling me that this war is awful about and that the end days are coming but i can't help but be so happy about our life right now like at um godrick's hollow And I also picked out the same line um, to you. I can admit that I'm too soft for this. Like for like to James, to Lily, he's like, and I understand that I have a job and that we have to fight this. But like to you, I can say what I really just wish that we could do is just handle this together. Can't handle it. But that's how I heard the song. No, it's beautiful. It is invisible strings. And, yeah. <laughs> it was sad. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. Mastermind. Oh no. Whoa. I, okay, <laughs> let me go first. It'll make you happier. Yeah, I'm listening. So, Mastermind. Mine's a left field one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. Okay, great. So, my first one that came to mind, <laughs> it's a little bit of a tag along is it's Molly about Arthur. <laughs> oh, not me. Not you. <laughs> okay. It's Molly's like, Arthur, okay. you thought that this was like... That you were running things. Right. But like, I slipped you a little love potion and I want you to know... Because that's canon. What? She says that. She says, I slipped love potion into Arthur's like tea because he wasn't asking me out like soon enough. What? She says that. Like, she tells Ginny and Hermione that. Like, she talks. I thought it was more like, what's wrong with... Like, she doesn't say... Okay, maybe you're right. I think she says it. I don't don't see it as rapey, though. I think it's like, she knows that Arthur's really into her. And she, like, gives him, like, a little, like, love potion courage. Okay. Continue. I'm I'm just quoting... No, it just... For me, that, like, just taints their, like love i agree i didn't write it okay anyway but okay so we take that away she's like you thought you're running the show but really i saw you and i saw your ginger hair and i knew your mind 
So that. And I'm making this happen. Right. And so I thought it would be great to do a second pairing that's the, a different pairing, but two women that I think have a little more alike than they like to admit at the beginning. So my second pairing is Fleur Fleur Delacour. She said, I saw you. This is a good Fleur one. And let me tell you, I'm a mastermind. But my She really is. My favorite part about the mastermind song, though, is when it flips at the very end and it says, you knew I was a mastermind. And I think that's the perfect Bill I picked up on that as well. Like, Bill is like... I do think this is a really good Fleur and Bill. Like, I I knew what you were doing the whole time and I went along for the ride. This is kind of a ref to... I think one of those songs I did for Bill and Fleur in... The, one of the killers album. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was something about that too. Yeah, and I don't know. I I think I know. I have um, in the past said that Bill and Fleur are like kind of a more vanilla couple. Yeah. But I do think them getting together could be like really sexy and fun. I think they have a lot of banter. Like they would yeah. have like really sexy convos. Yeah. In terms of like yeah. So I thought that was perfect for a mastermind because I think we know that she's from Bo Battens, but we also know she's a Slytherin. For sure. <laughs> like, she has an agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so mine's an alt. This is like coming out of left field. Um, this is also one that's like, this could happen in Marauders, mapping, mm-hmm. hashtag mapping the Marauders or Harry Potter world. Um, this is Andromeda. And um, Slytherin queen with her Hufflepuff husband. Yeah. There's a line that says, no one wanted to play with me. Um, (laughs) Because her whole family doesn't like her. They've rejected her. And she has schemed to be loved by uh, Ted. And, like, she's, like, basically, like, singing, like, nothing could stop me from marrying this, like, muggle-born person. And then, yes, this line at the end where it's, like, and he knows that's the kind of person I am, and that's why he loves me. I think that's so Which sweet. is, like, I think very telling of their relationship that he knows yeah. exactly who she is, and that's why he loves her. Yeah. Because she's this, like, sneaky Slytherin. I loved it. And I was, because I was really trying to draw from, like, one of our, like, more fun Slytherins. And even though we don't, we've had to make up a lot about Andromeda. Like, this no, is what I I've decided to make up. I think that's perfect for her, because I honestly, like, when I think about, like, someone who like loves someone for being mischievous i think a lot about dreary but tay says this is a woman's power and i wanted to respect her with that yeah it's definitely felt like and it's it's very it's definitely a female song so i think it's great that you got that relationship and you were able to do like a slytherin hufflepuff i think that's perfect for this yeah okay the great war this feels fitting for the story I'm telling with the Marauders. My heart hurts already. I like really am not ready. I know there's a song coming that's going to rip me to shreds for your Marauder story. And I'm really not prepared. Um, This is Wolfstar sad face emoji. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. Um, Serious promise not to fight anymore. Arrow timeline. Wolf. But after James, you know, obviously mm-hmm. made his choices, betrayal, 
parentheses, soldiers down. Oof. Nearly lost you is Lupin singing. Mm. Sorry, those are my notes. I need to actually pull I up was the like, lyrics. what? I'm just like, you lost me there at the end. There is a line that's like, I thought I nearly lost Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I pulled out that line too, but then I was like, wait, where are we going with this narrative? But there is like this line about betrayal and like a soldier down. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, so first of all, my hand was the one that reached for you all throughout the Great War. Always remember, tears on the letter. I vowed not to cry anymore. If we survive the Great War, you drew up some good faith treaties. So, like, this is me thinking, like, Sirius makes this promise to Lupin, like, after this war, like, we're going to mm -hmm. be together. I'm going to stop fighting. But then, quote-unquote, mm -hmm. the war ends, but, like, James mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. the, you know, obvious mm -hmm. victim of this. And so he, you know, obviously makes his choice not to, like, be peaceful with Lupin. Um, I do the curtains close, drink my poison all alone. You said I have to trust more freely, but Diesel is desire you were playing with fire. So this is like really a callback to that other song where he's like, I'm the midnight rain. Okay, but also if I'm looking at it from this thing, it sounds like potentially Sirius was like, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to let, Wormtail be the secret keeper because yeah, yeah maybe and then the like you told me I should trust more and then look what fucking happened you were playing with fire it turned into something bigger somewhere in the haze got a sense I'd been betrayed oh god soldier down on that icy ground looked at me looked at me with honor and truth broken and blue I called off the troops that was the night I nearly lost you so that is actually still serious thinking about Lupin yeah. being like, I thought I nearly lost you, but like this is again, still him in Azkaban and he hasn't lost him because they do have, they have their, a second yeah, chance. Yeah, they do. We can plant a memory garden, say a solemn prayer. There's no more glory. It was war. It wasn't fair. And we will never go back to that. So they're like remembering James and being like, we don't ever want to be back in that place. Yeah. Because um, we survived the Great War. <sighs> and that's how we end it. <laughs> we survived the Great War. Woof. Uh, wolf star, actually. <laughs> Oof, that's rough. Yeah. And where were you at with this one, this happy tune? This is a dreary song for me. Also, by the way, we're into... Yeah, we're in, we're in we're 3 a.m. This is one of the songs, I think one of two, that I like in 3 a.m. Harry, it's it's a dreary song, but it's a... it's So a lot of dreary post-war... Post the Great War, like the second Great War. <laughs> post the Great War that Harry fought in, where, sure. he, where he died. That Great War. And he's like yeah. sitting in his Tomb of Silence, which is a quote from this song. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he died. And like he's in his little like platform nine and three quarters. Yes. So, but like, I don't think he's actually there, but I think mentally sometimes he goes back there. It's like, it's a PTSD song. Sure. Um... So, um, I need actual lyrics to, like, be able to do this. Um, but for me, it feels so much like, so there's a tag for fan fiction. It's called Hurt Comfort. 
And this feels exactly like this would be a dreary in that tag. Screaming from the crypt, telling me to punish you for the things you never did. So I justified it. All that bloodshed, crimson clover, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yes. Um, cursed you as I sleep talked. Such, <laughs> such a dreary thing. So I think for Harry, this is like a really dark dreary, I think, at the beginning, because I think Harry keeps finding himself being drawn to Malfoy. And I think it's low key kind of abusive to Malfoy. Like, I think Malfoy's like on this journey to try and like be better. And he sort of accepts this like blame and hatred Harry's putting on him. That's and what he's doing with his like anger and like Right. Like Malfoy's like, I deserve this. And Harry's like, Yeah, Great. you yeah. do. I need an outlet for this. Right. Yeah. And it's toxic, but I think um he's also like admitting that that this is not right. Like and maybe it was ego swinging, maybe it was her. Um I don't know what the her is. Yeah, I, I didn't even pick up that line. Um, flashes of the battle come back to me in a blur. All that bloodshed, crimson and clover. Um, uh-huh. The sweet dream was over. Um, but like my hand was the one you reached for. We're talking about like fiend fire situation. Ah, yeah. All throughout the great war. So for me, this is also very dreary, right? Like, Harry also keeps coming back to Draco because, and Draco also keeps coming back to Harry because in Draco's mind, he always has really relied on Harry when he's really needed it. Like, especially in the seventh book, like Harry saves him from the fiend fire. Harry is, um, he like, he's desperate for Harry to win this war for him. Right. He's desperate for Harry to save him in this post-war world where everybody hates him. Anyway, this just felt, it's like, it was like, like a battle. Yeah, in them of it was themselves. like listening to a dreary fanfic. And then a one line that um, I pulled out is like, yeah, the, the burning embers. And so then, and there's a line where Harry, where he's like, I've been trying to make peace and I've been trying to do better. But every time I take two steps forward, I take two steps back. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. But this one's very much Harry's perspective. He's struggling. Yeah. Okay. Bigger than the whole sky. Where were you at for this one? I said Harry about Sirius. Okay. Yeah. I said this was Harry about series because he's like the line I and I don't I'm not gonna pull it up because I know we're running long, but it's like um we um I've had a lot of like I've had a lot of hurt in my life. Like I've had I have a lot of people to mourn, but this one feels personal because like I was finally gonna have a family and you were taken from me as soon and I feel like it's my fault and like what could I have done differently? Which I think Harry really does blame himself for serious stuff because there is a direct link. Right. Like you can track it. Like he, it's he definitely, yeah. Yeah. Explores so, that. So um yeah, so for me this this is off uh just in case you guys aren't following along with the album, this song is about like the real song is about losing somebody and feeling like it's because you didn't pray enough or like it's about blaming yourself for the death of a loved one. So 
we had to go with that theme. For me, um, I didn't go with that theme per se, but I I did go with Harry, but I did it as he goes to Godric's Hollow for the first time, mm. and literally when he touches the house, because it's like, um, no words appear before me in the aftermath, salt streams out of my eyes into my ears, every single thing I touch becomes sick with sadness, because it's mm. all over now, out of sea, and he's like, you were bigger than the whole sky, you were more than just a whole t- the short time, and I've got to, a lot to pine about. I've got a lot to live without. I'm never going to meet what could have been, mm. what would have been. Like, seeing what his no, that makes family a lot of, could have been in that yeah. moment. Um, oh, that's and like, devastating. Every single thing has come t- into ashes. Because he's also, when he goes to Godric Tala in the book, obviously, as you know, he's like in a pretty low place right yeah. now. Like, he doesn't know where to go from here. Um, and he's just, like, dealing with that and also just dealing with, like, what he's, a what, what we know he's about to deal with is, like, would it just be easier to die? Like, because he oh. says, like, um, and I've got, um, I'm never going to meet, um, it, it, it's not meant to me, so I'll say the words, I don't believe, goodbye, blah, 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 blah. um. And I've got to a lot of pine to bow. I've got a lot to live with that. Like he's he's really you know obviously thinking about death. Um, I just yeah I I think that's beautiful like about his parents, but like in a devast like a devastating yeah. way. I think you could also put it like Mirabera said. Yeah, it's very much that. I just the 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 very first line about him like touching the, yeah, it yeah and the words like yeah the Godric's hollow no thing. that's really a good point I and him like really that. visually seeing. The home where they could have, should have. Yes, lived. I mean it's also yeah. like it's way too mature of thoughts for like a well, eleven yeah, year old. That's Harry. That too, but but yeah, um, but yeah, it's oh, it's a beautiful song, but it's very sad and it's very Harry. I think it fits yeah. really well for what we're doing. Yeah, we're both on the same page there with with Harry being a sad, sad boy, and I just like couldn't even like this could also obviously fit into the Marauders era, but like obviously post. It wouldn't fit in my musical, but I couldn't even, like, think of another version of this yeah. song. Because I was like, it's just too much. It's just too hairy. I mean, I think you could still... I don't think it fits, like, any of them the well, same way. are you ready? It's going to kind of combine our... our yeah, names. I'm ready. Instead of starting Lavender Haze... You start with this song about Harry thinking about the life it could have been and walking through Godric's Hollow and the different like things he touches are like the memory flashbacks. Yeah, that um, are the no, stories. No, has the... to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, but this he's still alive here. No. Oh yeah, he's still alive. You're right. You're right. He's still alive. Right. Okay, fine. Fair, fair, fair play. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, no, Lupin will be happy. <laughs> Paris, our least favorite song from the album. Yeah, we don't like this song, so we're going to move very quickly past I it. I literally said I don't understand what this song is about. Like, I don't know what it's trying to say because there's this whole thing about, like, uh, I saw this, like, guy that's, like, now dating somebody else that I used to have a thing with. But I'm so in love right now. I'm like, are you in love with that person? Or are you in a new love so you can't even think about that person? 
Yeah, I don't know. I decided to reject all of that. And I was like... <laughs> you wrote a new song. <laughs> I was like, this is James Tunnel Vision in Love with Lily. Because it just feels like someone that's Tunnel Vision. Like, yeah. I'm just so obsessed with, with being in love. Like, I can't even think straight. Like, I'm thinking this, like, cheap wine is, mm-hmm. like, really nice champagne. Like, they're yeah. just so, like, all in yeah. that they're not even thinking straight. And I think that's how James feels about Lily. <laughs> and I didn't think too much about it. <laughs> I chose to interpret this song through a musical called The Last Five Years. I'm familiar. A song when um, she's like, and I guess he was cute, and I guess he was smart, and I guess he was good in bed. And it's all about like, and he had a, he dumped me with the post notes, and I thought I could do better than that. Uh, and, and, and she's talking about how all of her like past like weird flings that she had. And now she's, like, got this love that's great. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought. That's where I landed with this But, like, I didn't do my sorting based on the real song. I did it based on (laughs) that song that is a better song in the last five years musical. Yeah, I just don't think this song landed for me. Um, High fidelity. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wait. I didn't say... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just like, oh, yes, the last five years. That's who you shipped with it. Um, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. So I said it's Pansy and Fleas. Oh, okay. Because I just feel like it's like the bad ex is Draco, where it's like you... I'm like, better off without Yeah, like you, t- you, like you didn't care about me and you didn't treat me right and then here was my best friend blaze that was right here the whole time ready to treat me like a good person yeah and so that's that's where i you don't have to like duran duran just love me (laughs) yep so that was my one song from the last five years that i did on this taylor swift album great job great cover checks out (laughs) hi infidelity i have a good one for this so i'm gonna blow your mind so you you i'll go go first. first okay um, so this is kind of connecting a little bit to uh, Snape's song. Snape. Questions. Snape's dot, dot, dot. Question mark. <laughs> to, be de- to be decided title of song. Um, this is, whew, okay, this is Lily telling Snape she doesn't love him like that. And low-key, she's in love with James, but she doesn't really want to tell him that part, but he kind of figures it out. And she, like, didn't want to tell him. So, um, I bent the truth too far tonight. I was dancing around it, dancing around it. Like, I didn't want to tell you this thing. Um, Put on your headphones and burn my city. Your picket fence is sharp. And I was like, I know this is going to hurt, basically. Um, do you really want to know, like, where I was, like, this night? Because, like, I was with James, and I know that's going to hurt you. So, like, do you do you yeah. actually want to know the answer to this? Because a storm's coming. I'm, good husband. Bad omen. <laughs> um, and um, it seemed like the right thing at the time. You know, and this is also, like, in a context where maybe Lily and Snape may or may not have had sex i've i'm really into the phrase boned boning lately don't love it i like it because it's it's not as like harsh as fucked 
but like has sex feels very like clinical so yeah. i feel like boned is like a nice casual thing to say <laughs> separately um then this is kind of the line that like sealed it you know there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love the slowest way is never loving them enough and mm-hmm. that's her being like i love you but but not enough mm-hmm. not the way that you want me to not enough to yeah like, do I really have to tell you that he he brought me back to life? Like, he's the one that I really love. Ooh. Like, do I, like, because I think Snape is accusing her right now. Yeah. And she's like, are you really going to make me say it? Because, like, I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I've meant the truth too far tonight. Like, I've, I've tried to, like, kind of lie to you about this. And, yeah. like, I was dancing around it, dancing around it, high infidelity. And this is, it's going to hurt. So that that's my um, yeah. And oh, and I didn't know you were keeping count, but oh, you were keeping count. Like he's keeping track of yeah, her, basically. Mm-hmm. And like this is this is not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think it could he's even be like tabs. her being like, um, he's like you hung out with him X Y and Z. Like you chose him over me this many times. And she's like, I didn't know you were keeping yeah. count. And he's like, I was keeping count. Yeah. I was keeping kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm sorry I got really into your musical. Yeah. I decided to play a part. <laughs> I think we all needed it. I played the part of Lily and Snape. <laughs> Mostly Snape. It's a one it's a one woman show. <laughs> all right, well blow my mind, baby. I don't know why I like I set it up and now it might not be that good. But I am proud of this one. So at first I was like It feels very Marauders, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't, and I was like, the stars and his eyes, that's very serious. Like, the constellation, you know, his name is a constellation. So I was like, okay, it's got to be someone in the Malfoy family, or like in the, in the Black family, really, because all of them, all of them, well, yes. So my first (laughs) thought was that maybe... Snape and Lily are together, and this is about him cheating with Regulus. That didn't work for me. And then I refused to have Sirius or Lupin cheat on each other. I couldn't handle it. My brain couldn't get there. And so I decided to think a little bit out of the box of romantic love. Sure. And then I decided, lock broken, slur spoken, wound open, game token. This is a villain song, and it's Wormtail singing about his high infidelity. His own high infidelity. His biggest betrayal. Oh, this is your Peter song. It's my Peter song. Um, so I think what in he was the, dancing around it. In the story of this song, I think James and Lily have their life. Your white picket fence sharp as a knife. Sure. And Remus and Sirius have their life. And Wormtail, he's got no one. And they're both at the point, I think both couples are at the point where it's like, yeah, we'll invite Worm, but like, he's not getting invited to every single thing. Sure. You know? And I think he feels left destitute. And I think he chooses... He's like angry desperation. He's angry desperation, but he feels so horrible about what he's doing. Not to bring up another musical, but for 
Wormtail, this song in the musical is his burr song mm, from Hamilton. Yeah. He's like, um, uh, he had his glasses on, like, why if not to take deadly aim? Like, he's right. like, burr's. Burr slash Wormtail is trying to get like you push me away. Yeah, like, like every you wanted excuse, me to do this. Yeah, every excuse to justify his actions, which he immediately regrets. Um, um, put on your records and regret me. I bent the truth too far tonight. I was dancing around it, dancing around it. Um, um, and then <laughs> okay, and then I have a funny part. So. We need it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and then I'm going to get serious again because I think the lyrics really work. But do you really want to know where I was on April 29th? <laughs> really <laughs> reminds me of that where were you January 6th meme. <laughs> it's weird. You like called out sick that day. Right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> So like everyone's like, where was Wormtail? And he's like, where you was don't, you don't want to know where I was April? 20th. Where was Uncle Bill? Like I don't know. Like I'm sure he wasn't. Was he in the Capitol? I don't know. No. no. <laughs> and so Wormtail just keeps being like, you guys don't. Is wanna, anyone gonna ask me? You guys don't want to know where I was. I was at the Death Eater meeting. I made a ruckus. Anyway. So, but now let's get serious again. Um, do I really have to chart the constellation in his eyes? Like the betrayal is first to serious. And then it's like the betrayal happens. Storm coming. Good husband. Bad omen. That's serious again. Literally the grim. Ooh. The grim. The grim. Dragged my feet Thanks, right Dan. down the aisle at the house. Lonely. Um. And then there, then my last one that I thought was really interesting, and it doesn't really make sense with the words like specifically, but this idea of um, you called me a freeloader is one of the lines that's in the song. And I feel like that's how. Oh, I think that makes sense. Yeah, that's how, like, but not like financially. No, but, just, but like, like freeloading on this friendship. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think they could have like teased him about that or said that to not him. them but other people right were in like the past. oh you just like hung on to and their he feels fame that and way like that. Yeah. and for I sure and yeah so that that was my high infidelity Oof. cuts deep all right glitch we're getting down to the end we've got three more songs y'all stick stick with us okay I'm tapping back into Wolfstar. Tapped back in. Um, this is, but this is like early on. Oh, happy Wolfstar. It's happy Wolfstar. This is Lupin to Sirius. And it's like he he doesn't believe that this can be happening to him. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to be just friends. Mm -hmm. um, you don't live in my part of town, but maybe I'll see you out some weekend. You know, like. Know, whatever happens happens this is a muggle au um, they like meet at a club <laughs> depending on what kind of mood and situationship i'm in you know maybe it's a full moon maybe it's not um oh that's good i didn't think of it like that but also like this i think there's been a glitch like 
no one is supposed to like me. Like, no yeah. one is supposed Aww. to fall in love with me. I think that there's something's wrong. Like, this isn't supposed to happen to me. We're doing happy. Right, but, like, this is happy. He yeah. thinks that, like, he doesn't deserve love and, like, yeah, there's but- something wrong because, like, someone's in love with him. Um, but he's not even sorry. Nights are so starry. Blood oh. moon lit. Wow. Amazing. Um, and he, yeah, it must be kind of, a, I think there's a glitch. Like he still is like in complete disbelief. Um, I was supposed to sweat you out. Like this was supposed to like, I was supposed to like pretend like this wasn't happening mm-hmm. and like just kind of wait till fast. it moved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been, you know, whatever many days and like we're still in this. Um, and I'm fastening myself to you with a stitch. Um, and he's just like, he's just so happy because like it's really happening. Yeah. A brief interruption, a slight malfunction. There's some werewolf. <laughs> That's not a malfunction, honey. It's a gift. Um, I thought we had no chance and that's romance. Let's dance. Um, Aww. nights are so sorry. Blood moonlit. That's it must really be kind of fit. I think it's a glitch. That makes me like the song more. That's cute. I, I think that's why I liked it. That's cute. I, I like also that. do like the song, but um, I have this one again. Selfish. I'm gonna rep my own fanfic. This is like I feel like Ginny and Pansy. In, okay. In my fan. I can't believe you ignored all that moonlit stuff. Well, I d- I was like I'm not doing too it much. anymore. Yeah, we'll start. Too much. Um. But um, but this one did, and I Blood Moon is very feminine to me because it's yeah, literally blood. Blood Moon. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it's for. It's like a witch thing. Yeah. So um, but um, I think. That's exactly how Jenny feels when she starts this thing with Pansy. She's like, yeah, I, we were going to like hook up. And then I said we weren't going to hook up anymore and we were just going to be friends. And then now I can't like get you like out of my head. And like, I, and we're actually like in love. Yeah. She's like, I accidentally fell in love with you. And this is like weird. I don't know how it happened, but I actually fell in love with you. So that's, that's my, uh, that's, that was like how I saw it. It was like, um, but uh, despite all odds and my best efforts, I fell in love with you. Yeah. (laughs) I just love that as a narrative. Me too. It's a classic rom-com. Classic. Okay. What have, could have, should have, what could have, what have, could have, should have. You know, we gotta, I had to go to Big Daddy D and Grindy. Oh! Randy W. Did you? I did sure you now? I sure did. We kind of moved past my Big Daddy D Grindelwald because there was something else overshadowing. <laughs> I believe that is your fault. You know what you did. <laughs> you know what you did. <sighs> Dumbledore. I think this is like a perfect Dumbledore about Grindelwald song because it's all about like regret and um. Let me let me just pull some lyrics. Like, the could've, would've, should've. Like... Yeah. If I should've looked away at the first glance, like, and then I tasted your poison. Like, I, like, took in what you were saying. I took in other things. Just kidding. <laughs> no, he did. He did. But I think that was Big Danny D taking that in. Yeah, this is from Big oh, Daddy okay, D's yeah, perspective. Yeah. Okay, oh, just yeah. make For, sure we're understanding, we're the, understanding. the rules here. Um... <laughs> 
Um, this is pre-confidence, Big Daddy G. Well, right, but then it's... But then in the end, he's going to be like, Karma's my boyfriend. <laughs> Karma's my new boyfriend. Um, and if I was a child... The wind beneath my sails. Did it matter? Um... um if you never looked my way, I would have stayed on my knees. This doesn't really go with my metaphor because it's gay, but you know what I mean. Uh, and I damn sure never would have danced with the devil. At 19, and God's honest truth is that the pain was heaven. He also was like 19. I know, I know. I was like, he's like, memories feel like weapons. And now that I know, I wish I'd, I'd wished you'd left me wondering. If you'd never touched me, I would have gone along with the righteous. So it's all of this like religious metaphor about being seduced by the devil. And I think that's really how Dumbledore like views his relationship with Grindelwald. And like, he is kind of like the devil in some ways. Yeah. Like what he does to the wizarding world. Right. But and then also what he does to his heart. Right. But I think it's yeah, I think it's more like What's most disappointing to Dumbledore, obviously, is that of he allowed himself to become his own kind of devil because of his seduct because of Grindelwald's seduction, and that obviously he blames himself as the re- it, like it was the result of um, his sister's death, which is why memories become a weapon. Literally, he almost dies because of drinking that memory juice in six. I just felt very like. Um, I also really latched on to Memories Feel Like a Weapons line. And that was kind of like the crux of what I went with, which is a pretty dark song that I'm about to present to you. Um, so Memories Feel Like I'm a Weapon. I'm exhausted from your emotional journey. Look, so because Memories Feel Like Weapons... Severus removes those memories and puts them away because they are like weapons Uh and they can be used against him. So he remembers a certain narrative and this song is very much incel Snape where he is Mm. blaming Lily Uh, for everything. Where he's like, you did this to me. You led me on. You you made me feel all of these things and... If you'd never looked my way, I would have stayed, like, on my knees, like, doing, like, what I was always going to yeah. do. But because you gave me the time of day, because you loved me, then I, ha- I, I had to do these things. No, that, no, that makes a um, lot. This makes so much sense. At 19, and the God's honest truth is that, is that pain was heaven. Like, which he is admitting that, like, he wanted to he wanted he was to, a sadist. Yeah, in that sense. He, like, well, and he wanted to, well, I think also it's, like, I I wanted, I wanted to be to, rejected by you almost. Well, I mean, if you twist it a little bit, it's more like I wanted you to hurt, and then now I regret it. Yeah, like, he's not there yet. But yeah. like, like in the Snape story, it's like when I told him about the date, I wanted to kill like James and the baby. Like yeah, I wanted yeah. you to hurt. Yeah, but. That's true. You know? I was thinking more like I wanted... Yeah, you wanted him I wanted myself to hurt, and yeah. I knew that you were going to... Like, this wasn't going to work yes. out, so I put myself in that position. Um, 
And now that I'm grown, I'm scared of ghosts. Memories feel like weapons. And now that I know, I wish you'd left me wondering. I wish if you'd never touched me, I would have gone along with the righteous. Um, think him thinking like he would have been on a different path if he had mm -hmm. never met Lily. Mm -hmm. um, but Lord, you made me feel important. And then you tried to erase us. Mm. Oh, you're a crisis of my faith. What I could have, should have, if I'd stayed it. Like, so he's just like regretting even knowing Lily, which also makes sense because it's causing him so much pain that she's gone mm -hmm. that he wants to make her the enemy yeah, and be like, this is your fault that I'm feeling this yeah. pain. So it's not even really like incel Snape, but like, that's kind of what I labeled it, but it's, no, it is. Well, no, I, I think it's sadder than that. I think it's like his grief is like, it's easier to hate you than to remember how much I loved you. Yes. I still think, well, I guess if you're looking at it, like with later Snape, then it yeah. feels like that. I'm picturing, like, Snape, like, at 19, and then it's very much well, incel Snape. But I think this song makes sense after she's died, so it's, like, it yeah. has to a little bit be, like, I'm choosing to well, be I, angry with you yeah. and that we were ever friends, and, like, it's your fault. That, like, it's, well, right. it's a made-up narrative, and part of it is that I have put the real memories away because those are weapons. Those are too hard. Yeah. yeah. Um. I miss who I used to be. The tomb won't close. Stained glass windows in my mind. I regret you all the time. Can't let this go. I fight with you in my sleep. This wound won't close. I keep on waiting for a sign. I regret you all the time. If clarity's in death, then why won't this die? And so Ooh, that's good. It's very much him like not knowing how to let go of it, I think. Well, I also think then you get into an interesting place where and I don't really usually think of Snape like this, but if he actually believes the Voldemort narrative, then it's like he now is on this path to like working for Dumbledore to make up for what he's done to Lily. And it's like my like I'm leaving my religion because like I have this guilt because of my love yeah. for you. Like he sees. Dumbledore is the devil. He's like, and I'm damn right. sure I never would have danced with the devil. Right. Like it's now like, I am in this like weird uh, agreement with the devil. Right. Like, exactly. I've sold my and, soul. It, and it certainly makes his life a lot harder that he has to play this devil advocate. Like if we're all honest with our, ourselves, like his life would be much easier if he was just on Voldemort's side. Yeah. I could have just been like, this I could have just gone down regret. this part, this path, but because of you now I have to. Yeah. Like, I could see this coming right after Dumbledore has that, like, bullying conversation with Snape. He, like, sings this song in the musical right after that conversation, and he's agreed to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If clarity's in death, then why won't this die? Years of tearing down our banners, you and I, living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts, Oof. giving me back my girlhood. <laughs> <laughs> it was mine first um you know it was so. my girlhood first lily <laughs> but uh hitting you where it hurts yeah could be that's like rough. hurting harry yeah like yeah mm -hmm. so this is this is snape in he's uh, a complicated yeah he's not even at the it's like we said earlier 
This man, he's not even the anti-hero. No, he can't even admit that yeah. to himself. He's, he's like, memories he's are not like at, weapons. He's not at the high. I think memories are like weapons is like his. That's his like mm, mo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, last song, y'all. We've made it, dear and reader. It's perfect. You do yours first. Okay. Mine is, like I said, at the very beginning, which was, you know, like two hours ago. Um, This is not befitting of like the end of the musical. This is honestly like intermission. Um, But Dear Reader is Lupin after everything goes down, i.e. like Sirius, Azkaban, like all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, let me pull up the lyrics. So this is him thinking that Sirius has betrayed Mm-hmm. everything James like their friendship who he thinks Sirius is as a person so he's like I feel like I'm in this like trap mm-hmm. um and like I'm I can't get out but like you all can like mm-hmm. um don't fall in love like it's a trap basically um get out your map burn all the files these are all your past lives like if you don't recognize yourself, that means you did it right. Like he doesn't even see himself in all of this because he doesn't mm-hmm. know who he is now because of like what Sirius has done. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then he's like also talking, he's, he, this is also him like later on talking to like Harry even being mm-hmm. like, never take advice from someone who's falling apart. Like I'm not your mentor. Like I mm-hmm. don't know what I'm doing. Like, I love that. I, I trusted the wrong person. Like I, yeah. Like who, who, who am I for you to like? I can look also. Oh, oh, that's amazing. And honestly, it makes me think about this whole Lupin thing. First of all, the whole um, trying to get a grasp around what Lupin must be feeling at all times. Oh, with Lupin, I can't. I feel like every time I think about what Lupin might be feeling at any given time, it's like too much for me to comprehend. Like I can't comprehend what it would feel like to have to talk to Harry about his parents and Sirius and the past and the pain and the disorientation of him still not being able to put together that Sirius would do that to James. Like it doesn't make sense. But he's still like fighting. Right. Exactly. So no, but so it makes this makes a lot of sense yeah. to me because that's what the song is. So there's like a series of lines that I want to kind of break down. So it's like bend when you can, snap when you have to. You don't have to. You don't have to answer just because they asked you. The greatest luxuries is your secrets. So this is definitely him. Like to me, like closing up. Like bend when you can, snap when you have to. It's like when you have to do what you have to do, like you do it, Mm -hmm. but like you don't have to like share with anybody. Like you don't have to tell anyone what you're doing. It's like everything is close to the chest now. Like nothing has, like I'm not putting myself out there Mm -hmm. ever again. It's kind of like where he's at. This is pre the Tonks stuff. (laughs) Um, He's not happy yet. Yeah. He's not in his haze. Um, (laughs) When you aim at the devil, make sure you don't miss. Um, So he's like, I think that's him regretting, like, I knew something was up and I didn't do anything. This is obviously him thinking Sirius has, like, done this thing. And he's, like, blaming himself. Um, So he's, like, never take advice from someone who's falling apart. And I think he's even, like, making an analogy that, like, 
falling in love is like falling apart. Like yeah. you can't trust someone that's in love. Uh-oh. So like I'm falling in love yeah. again. So he's like, don't trust anyone that's in love because right. they can't they can't be trusted. Um, so I wander through these nights, you know, as a werewolf at midnight in the full moon. <laughs> I prefer prefer hiding in plain sight. My fourth drink in my hand, because now I'm an alcoholic. These desperate prayers of a cursed man spilling Mm. out to you for free. But darling, darling, please, you wouldn't take my word for it if you knew who was talking if you knew where I was walking. So I like to me this is very much like third book, him like trying to talk to Harry, trying to be this mentor, but then being like I'm not. Like, don't listen to me. It's perfect. I'm an alcoholic, sad boy that misses his boyfriend. <laughs> I miss my boyfriend. And he betrayed, betrayed me. Best friend and me. Uh, my friends found friends who care. No one sees when you lose when you're playing solitaire. Oh. You should find another guiding light. Because, like, there's also this point in the third book where Lupin kind of shuts Harry out mm-hmm. and, um, like, there is, like, this whole, like, werewolf thing happening. But it, I do think it's, like, Lupin can't deal with the fact that this is James's son and doesn't know how to, like, interact with him. Yeah, no. Or be a person to him. So he's, like, find somebody else to be your mentor because I'm not capable of that. I think this is so perfect. I think this works so perfectly for that relationship. There's also like a line. I wrote it down here, but now I can't find it in the thing. Prayers of accused man. That's probably from the the song before. I think that prayers of an accused man is the song before. Finish us off, dear reader. Well, I'm going to close us off with um, a bit of depression about our relationship with Harry Potter now that J.K. Rowling has um, revealed herself to be a transphobe. Dear reader, being a Harry Potter fan in 2022 sucks. Would you say it's a trap? I would say I felt, I feel like I was trapped. Um, It said, oops, you're already in one. That's to past me. Dear reader, get out your Marauder's map. You spent money on that. Before you knew. (laughs) Pick somewhere and just run. Just hide. Hide with your shame. Hide from Twitter. Uh, uh, Burn all the files. Delete every podcast episode. Burn your books. Uh, Delete every time that you dressed up as one of those characters for Halloween. Um, And if you don't recognize yourself... That means you did it right. Because if I were to eliminate all of the parts of myself that had nothing to do with Harry Potter, I don't think I'm the same person. And it's hard to admit, but it's 1,000% true. Um, never take advice for someone who's falling apart. Thank you, JK, for that self-revelation. Um, I will no longer be taking advice from you, dear reader. Bend when you can, snap when you have to. This is me snapping. I just wanted you to know that this is me snapping. I'm snapping back. And I think the bend is really interesting because this whole revelation of J.K. Rowling, I think it was like a slow build and then it like exploded. Oh, definitely. I definitely like bent to like avoid it. Right. Like, that's what, oh, I, that's what I I'm saying. Like explain like, and this I did, away. I did too. We were bending. We're bobbing and weaving. And then we couldn't. We snapped. We, we sn- and then it snapped. We snapped and it snapped. Um, and she snapped for sure. Um, um, 
But then I think we get a little, um, we get a little advice. This is not a, the dear reader is now to like, you know, I'm going to call it the Gaily Prophet, which is a really great Instagram that I follow that's really um, trans advocacy and talks a lot about how to still like be a Harry Potter fan in these trying times. And so I think they're writing this part of the song. Dear reader, you don't have to answer. So if people are judging you for being a Harry Potter fan, you don't have to answer just because they asked you. The greatest luxury is your secrets. Like, and by that I mean, like, you understand your relationship with the books and you know yourself to not be a transphobic person. Hashtag keep the secret. So you don't have to answer to anybody. (laughs) And then now we're back. When you aim at the devil, make sure you don't miss. So um, we're still aiming. I'm aiming. But we, we did miss, there's been some misses. There's been some misses. So the, so the gaily prophet also is like really into like, don't like spit, like give her money. Like these are like the right ways to do it. And like, we're all trying to be better. And I, I have spent some money, but not a lot. But I've also donated to like. Daniel's trying to help us. Like he's out there Dan's on the out front there. lines. He's like, we can't miss our shot. I prefer hiding in plain sight. My fourth drink in hand. <laughs> I've had four drinks. Yeah. These desperate. The, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm about to, I'm about to change some lyrics, y'all. <laughs> All right. Send us home. Okay. I prefer hiding in plain sight. My fourth drink in hand. These desperate pair, prayers of a cursed fan there we go hashtag cursed child hashtag Hashtag keep keep the secret anyway yeah um so this has been a really long episode so we're wrapping up to say good night it is almost midnight as we're recording and midnight's like this it's not gonna get to 3 a.m because no i gotta go home we gotta go to bed and um, we got to stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. <laughs> Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.